serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades baseball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last night's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew is ready in the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball is brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal. Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network and the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. A trip to the Mink League Championship game is on the line here tonight at Joe Becker Stadium in Joplin, Missouri. And we're just about ready to bring it to you here on the Show Me Sports Network. Good evening, everyone. Welcome in on this hot and sunny Tuesday night. We're over up on triple digits, 106 degrees here right about first pitch. But that won't stop us from playing baseball between the Renegades and the Joplin Outlaws, two teams that have already seen each other twice in the last week. And they will meet now for a third time in a winner-go-home situation. And Bryce, I don't know a couple weeks ago if we expected to be here in this situation, but now look at us one win away from a chip to the championship series with the game one starting on Thursday if the Renegades can get the job done here tonight. Absolutely. Renegades doing the right thing, getting hot, going into the final stretch of the regular season and then winning the playoff game last night. They teed it up perfectly. I agree with you two weeks ago. It was looking a little bleak as far as the outcome for the end of the season, but they uh, got hot at the right time, and here we are with a chance to go to the championship. Well, let's recap last night's contest between the Renegades and the Bombers in the South Division Wild Card game. Renegades jumped out in front in the fourth inning when Jack Matishek blasted a two-run home run out to right field, and that's all the run support that the Renegades' two pitchers would need as Carter Goring and Braden Boyer combined to go nine innings, striking out 12, giving up just four hits and a run. Goring got the win, and Boyer got the save and although the Bombers added one run in the ninth and put the tying run into scoring position with two outs 
Boyer was able to lock it down, and the Renegades made a happy drive back to Jefferson City with a win, and hoping to do the same here again tonight, as this is a place the Renegades are well familiar with, traveling to this ballpark four times in the regular season, going two and two here. Overall, took the season series five to three, thanks to two wins in the last week against the Outlaws, both at home, and it's going to be a lot of familiar names and faces in the lineup tonight. But for the Renegades, the big key will be getting some length and good pitching out of their ace. Brady Maltby, who is coming back after pitching out of the bullpen last week in Sedalia, where he was an absolute warrior, going four and two-thirds innings, giving up a couple runs, striking out eighth, and throwing well over 100 pitches. Now they're going to turn to him here tonight, asking a lot out of the race. But I think we, we feel that, that Maltby's got a good shot to pitch well tonight for the Renegades. Absolutely. I think the Renegades should be happy that Maltby's going to make this start tonight in a must-win game with seven appearances in his belt, 35 innings, and a 2.83 ERA. He's looked good. He's a power pitcher and definitely been the Renegades' ace all year. And with going with Gorling last night, brings your ace for a must-win game here to make it to the championship with Maltby, and I think the Renegades are in a good spot. So Renegades come into this one and wing three of their last four, two against Joplin and then last night against Sedalia. After the win, they sit at 18-24 and 24 on the season. Meanwhile, the Joplin Outlaws, winners of the Mink League South Division, got the first round by, sit at 23-20. and 20. So the Renegades have their work cut out for them, but let's get you those names who are going to try and do that tonight on the road as Bryce and I look down towards that Renegades bullpen. And Maltby is throwing some warm-up pitches. He'll take the mound here in a couple minutes. But for the Renegades on offense, pretty much a similar lineup to last night with a few changes. Leading off in center field for the Renegades is Adonis Forte. Make his return to the lineup last night and reach base once with a walk. So he's back there leading off. Cole Wagner is in left, hitting second like normal. And Tommy Reether, the number three hitter, hits in right. So all three outfielders in the one, two, three spots, all batting from the left side of the plate. Jack Matishek, last night's offensive hero, is the DH batting cleanup. Hopefully he's got some more of that power in the bat because he's now got two home runs in the last couple days. Luke Ford takes a turn at catcher. He's hitting fifth, so one through five all the same for the Renegades in the lineup compared to last night. Carter Goring, last night's winning pitcher, is going to be at first tonight hitting fifth, followed by Caden Deal, who moves to third base tonight, batting seventh. Colby Ott, Mr. Broke the Light on the light pole last night, bats eighth and plays second base, followed by Taylor Hopkins at the bottom of the lineup at shortstop. And as you know, we just talked about a malt B is on the mound. So a very similar lineup to the one we've seen in the last week for the Renegades. But one more time for you, it'll be Forte, Wagner, Reether, Matashek, Fuller, Goring, and then Deal, Ott, and Hopkins with malt B on the bump. Bryce, we've uh, had, had to make some picks over the last couple weeks for our players of the game, and now in potentially a must-win one, maybe last game of the season if the Renegades can't take it. Who are you going with with your pick to click tonight for this Renegades offense? Absolutely. I think it's important to note that it's no mystery that Matashak is really seeing the ball very good right here, but I'm going to go with the guy hidden behind him and Luke Fuller. We watched batting practice, and he uh, he was just spraying the ball all over the outfield, even hit a home run in batting practice. So my pick to click tonight is the Mink League Home Run Derby champion, Luke Fuller. Yeah, you mentioned that batting practice we saw was we haven't really paid close attention, or I haven't paid close attention to every batting practice hitter this season, but in terms of just how hard he was hitting the ball, I mean, he was certainly putting some good wood on the bat, and hopefully that could translate to tonight's game. So here at the ballpark at Joe Becker Stadium, the Renegades are currently being announced. Their lineup introductions on the first baseline for this postseason divisional round game. And while they do that, let's get you the home drop on Outlaws starting lineup. Once again, a lot of similar names that we saw in the two games last week at Vivian Field. Caden Bresser will lead off and play shortstop tonight for the Outlaws. And then batting second will be Joe Riccio. He's behind the dish tonight. Jacob Machuca is the right fielder hitting third. 
and Max Bruff takes a turn at cleanup, or at DH in the cleanup spot. Matt Campbell will play first and hit fifth in the order, followed by Tyler Davis in center, hitting sixth. Madwood Mancy is in left in the number seven spot in the order, and Carson Johnson will follow him, hitting eighth at third base. Corey Syracusa at the nine spot in the order at second tonight. At A.J. Moreno will take the mound for the Outlaws. So let's do their lineup one more time now. It'll be Bressler, Riccio, Machuca, Bruff, Campbell, Davis, with Mancy, Johnson, Syracuse. So some good names in the lineup. I know you have the stats for all of them, Bryce. What do you think Malpe is going to have to do mixing and matching pitches to try and uh, put down this lineup in quick order? Absolutely. He's going to have to be on point tonight and make sure that we limit the walks. This Joplin Outlaws lineup, their on-base percentage is blowing through the roof, especially with Riccio batting second up. 509 on base percentage with a 271 batting average. So he he gets on base half the time here, and he's just gonna have to limit the walks and do a good job of mixing pitches to make sure no limit the hard contact made by the Outlaws lineup tonight. Well, you mentioned the on base percentage for the Outlaws as a team. They're on base is at 415, and in comparison to the Renegades on base percentage, it's at 356. I mean. The Renegades on base percentage as a team is pretty good, but it's nowhere near that 415 number that the Outlaws are currently sporting. So Malpe is going to have his work cut out for him. Now let's look to the other starter tonight, this time A.J. Moreno for Joplin. What do you have for him on the numbers on the season? Yeah, A.J. Moreno, eight meet league appearances, 32 in the third innings pitch with a 418 ERA. He's thrown a lot of innings just like Malpe, so I have a good feeling the Outlaws are going with their ace tonight also. Well, hopefully the Aces give us in store a good game tonight between the Renegades and the Joplin Outlaws. Winner advances to the Mink League Championship starting Thursday night. If the Renegades win that game Thursday, we'll be in Jefferson City at Vivian Field, and that series will take place between the winner of tonight's South Division Championship game between the Clorinda A's and the St. Joseph Mustangs. That game also set for first pitch right around 7, so we'll have updates for that all night. But lineups have been introduced here at the ballpark, and you know that means it's time for us to take a break. We'll be right back for Renegades and Outlaws on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, 
We are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. River Oak Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Oak Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Oak Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about River Oak Christian Academy. Call them at 573-634-3983. Just about time to get things going at Joe Becker Stadium. Renegades and Outlaws on the Show Me Sports Network. Hope you all are enjoying this Tuesday evening. I know Bryce and I are excited to bring you tonight's Renegades and Outlaws coverage, especially here in the heat. Hopefully that won't play too big of an impact, but we are in the triple digits here right at first pitch, and hopefully that number will only continue to drop as the night goes on, but Renegades just about ready to go to start in the top of the first inning. They've had offensive success here at this ballpark on the season. They went 2-2 two and two here at Joe Becker Stadium, but in two of those games, once they scored 15 runs, and then the other they scored 9 runs, went 1-1 one and one in those games. The other two they scored 4 apiece, so certainly seems like they know how to hit in this ballpark, and I don't think that right field hill and then wall is going to be too big of a problem because the Renegades have already a couple times hit a couple home runs over that wall and hopefully can do it again here, especially with all the lefties at the top of the order. Absolutely. I like Coach Mike's approach here with uh, going with three slashers at the top of the lineup per se and then two huge power bats in Matashak and Fuller. So a little bit different approach, and I think he's trying to get some base runners on for maybe some uh, home runs that will score a couple rounds instead of just single shots. So uh, I think Coach Mike's got some up his sleeve here in Joplin tonight. Renegades just about ready to go to face the starter. A.J. Moreno, right-hander, currently throwing his warm-up pitches. Last one just fired in to Ricky O behind the plate, and it looks like it's time for some playoff baseball. Renegades playing their second postseason game are 1-0 after the win against the Bombers last night. Outlaws playing their first, and we'll see what tonight on this Tuesday the 26th has in store Renegades wearing their blue jerseys with the gray pants, and the Outlaws have got the home whites on, white jersey, and white pants with the Outlaws in black and red across the chest. Hopefully the team with a little bit more color, the Renegades Blues, will get the win tonight. Moreno into his windup, his first pitch coming to Forte, swung online, up the middle, and that's in for a base hit to get things started. One pitch, and already a base runner for the Renegades. Much better start than it went last night where the first 10 were retired, and Forte is on to get things started after the single to center field. Love the approach by Forte, getting started early. I think the Renegades got a slight advantage in about the first three innings tonight with being able to play last night, being fret, or being warm. The bats should be warm with a lot of at-bats, so I uh, love the approach by Forte there. So Forte singles on the first pitch and is now held on at first base by Campbell. Moreno immediately having to go out of the stretch, now facing the lefty Cole Wagner, who steps in. 
First pitch to him is going to be looked at outside of balls now 1-0. Forte started to go, but then held up pretty much normal for Forte, who, as we know, does a lot of dancing off of the base pass to try and distract the pitcher. And now Wagner, the Rockhurst product, trying to keep this good start to the top of the first inning going. Just underway, 0-0 in the top of the first, one on with nobody out. Wagner back into the box. Moreno will throw over to first. Forte is back in standing. Missing the Renegades versus the Outlaws on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt and Bryce Creasel excited to bring you tonight's coverage and hopefully help lead or help the Renegades get to that championship series starting on Thursday and then we'd be back with a couple more broadcasts. Now the 1-0 pitch to Wagner is looked at again. Misses outside now 2-0. One thing we know about Wagner, he'll make you throw strikes. Absolutely. His approach at the plate is incredibly good. He's got a 424 on base percentage and a lot of that goes to the amount of walks that he draws. So he's going to stay patient. Might wait till he gets two strikes to start looking to swing. So uh, Wagner with good approach so far. Decent lead off of first for Forte. Now the 2-0 pitch to Wagner. That one finds the strike zone in there. A called strike to Wagner. It's now 2-1. First baseman Campbell for Joplin is holding on Forte. But as usual, doing a little bit of dancing. Basically even with the slight cut on the uh, right side infield part of the grass. Syracuse shades a little bit more up the middle, so room to work with on the right side for Wagner. Adonis is going this one in the air to left, so Forte's going to have to go back. Wood Mancy camps under it. Forte doesn't see the ball, and now they might have a chance to double him off, and they're going to double him off. The throw comes back into first. Forte never left the second base bag, and a double play for the Allies is what Mancy gets, makes the catch, and then fires in for out number two. Forte went head first into the bag and then never found the ball and Wood Mancy heads up and up to throw it back in. So the stolen base attempt comes back to hurt the Renegades who now have two outs and nobody on. I figure the Renegades would be aggressive trying to steal some bases and that's just unfortunate what happened there. But uh, I like the idea of trying to grab a grab a bag right there and just unlucky they didn't see the ball. I, I don't know totally why he didn't, but uh, he was looking right at the left fielder, but it didn't happen. So two outs early for the outlaws here. First pitch to Reether, grounded up the middle. Syracuse slides, but he can't get it, so that's into center field for a base hit for Reether. Renegades already have two base hits, three batters into the game, but thanks to the double play, now only one base runner show for it, and Manishak last night's hero with the two-run home run to right, steps in with the runner on first and one out. So just underway here at Joe Becker Stadium, this game started with a Forte single, and then Wagner just flew into a double play. And now Reether, a pretty big lead in first base. Campbell's holding him on, but he's a couple steps off that bag. Would not be shocked to see him go as Matashek steps in. Moreno comes set, doesn't even look over to first base. Now the pitch is going to be a called strike at the knees, 0-1. Interesting there is when the right-hander Moreno picked up that leg, Reether actually stepped back towards the first base bag. Yeah, I think he was just expecting to throw over because of the large lead, and uh, the pitcher Moreno went straight to the plate, get an early strike. Two outs, a 1-1 count on Matishek. Here comes Moreno's delivery. That one looked at and also called a strike on Matishek, who's fallen behind now, no balls and two strikes on back-to-back called pitches. Matishek with the home run last night. He's now found a little bit of the power. He also homered a couple nights ago against Joplin at home, so two home runs in the past three games for him. So now behind no balls and two strikes. Perruff looks like he's set down and away. Excuse me, that's Riccio back there, and it's swung on and missed by Matishek, and that will end the inning. So Moreno gives up two hits, but no damage done thanks to some good Joplin defense, and it keeps things scoreless as we go to the bottom of the first inning. Malpe coming out to take the mound. We'll be right back for that on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Back now, Renegades and Outlaws on the Show Me Sports Network. Renegades go scoreless in the top of the first, although they did have two base hits, but nothing to show for it. And now Brady Malpe, the Renegades, ace, number one starting pitcher with an ERA in the twos, taking them out. And based on the amount of pitches he threw last week in Sedalia, I would not be shocked to see him try and be very aggressive and get quick outs here, at least early in this game. Absolutely. He needs to load up the zone to try to get a little bit of stretch in this game because he's probably the Renegade's best option tonight. You know, I know we got some good bullpen guys ready to take over, but you'd like to see Mulby go as long as he can, so I'd like him to load up the zone and get some quick outs here. Well, Mulby, when he came out of the bullpen as the Renegades tried to clinch a playoff spot in Sedalia last week, went four and two-thirds and struck out eight, gave up just three earned runs. But the problem was the six walks, especially early in that outing. He was having trouble throwing strikes, and that's certainly something he cannot afford to do here as he takes them out in the first, and he'll face Bressler to start this game off. Renegades have seen a lot of him at the top of the order in the eight games they've played so far, and now Mulby's first pitch to him misses upstairs 1-0 on the shortstop. Just missed up there. I like the pitch, though. Fastball up that uh, wasn't center cut in the zone for Bessler to drive, but uh, it's a good setup pitch. 1-0 pitch on the way. It's going to miss low and away. So now 2-0 and on Bressler. Renegade's infield defense is going to have Goring and Ott on the right side and Hopkins and Deal on the left. Three out of the four we've seen in most of those positions all season. Deal, obviously, a newcomer, so not a ton of time at third base. This one chopped left side. Hopkins coming in. He's got it. He's got to make the throw, and he does in time to get Bressler hustling up the first baseline. Hopkins makes it look easy, and that's one up, one down for Malta here in the first. That's the exact approach he's got to got. He loaded up the zone, only threw about one strike that last pitch that was hit, but still both the other two pitches were extremely close, and uh, he's got to be attack, He's got to be in attack mode here to try to drive into this game. So Ricky O, the catcher and the number two hitter for the Outlaws, step in. Renegades are going to have to face essentially two Joplin catchers tonight. Their other, Max Bruff, is DHing and first pitch Ricky O in there, a called strike. You mentioned in the pregame, Ricky O's got some pretty good overall numbers on the season. Absolutely, 271 batting average and a 509 on base percentage. He, uh, he's on base a lot here, so Swing Malby's going to have to be good. And uh, be careful with him, but also don't be afraid to uh, throw some strikes here. 
Well, he's done that so far. It's 0-2. And a big thing, too, is that's on base for just coming in around 70 at-bats. So it's not like he's getting on base half the time in 10 plate appearances. So now 0-2 coming from Malby. Swung on and missed for strike three. Malby gets him to chase upstairs. He's got his first punch out of the game. And on three pitches, he retires the Joplin catcher for out number two here in the first. Malby being aggressive early, I think that plays into the favor of uh, Joplin having a day off and might be needing, you know, one time through the lineup to warm up. So Malpe being aggressive early shows to uh, be a good strategy here. So Jacob Machuco, left-handed hitting right fielder, about to step in to face Malpe with nobody on and two out. First pitch coming to him is going to be swung at and missed. Actually, really a check swing. Didn't make contact. So that's strike one. Malpe so far in the inning just fired his seventh pitch and already has two outs. So I think this is exactly the start at the running gauge we're looking for. Now just needs one more out here in the first. 0-1 coming to Machuca is grounded right side foul. Now 0-2. And if Malpe can put Machuca away right here on this third pitch, you've got to feel really good through the first inning. Absolutely. And that first pitch he threw to Machuca was a slider on point. If he's got that going, it's going to be tough for Joplin to figure out Malpe tonight. Here comes Malpe's 0-2 pitch. It misses outside, so that makes it a ball. And two strikes. Fuller on the receiving end of things tonight at catcher. When Maltby last pitched in Sedalia last week for the Renegades had behind the plate, that was Herschler. Now 1-2 pitch is going to be called strike three on the outside corner, and that will end the inning as Herschler does, excuse me, not Herschler, Fuller does a perfect job of bringing that one in, and they ring up Machuca for out number three. So Maltby off to a good start, goes three up, three down. We'll head to the second inning scoreless on the Show Me Sports Network. You're to exclusive coverage of Renegades baseball. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel back for the top of the second inning on the Show Me Sports Network as Moreno takes the mound. Looking to limit this Renegades offense who had two hits but no runs in the first. And now Luke Fuller stepping in. But I want to remind everyone as Bryce and I come to you from the Doc Norm Direct broadcast booth to go riding with Doc Norm Direct, Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond, they do it all. Doc Norm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. Right-hander playing catcher tonight, four in, and now the first pitch from Moreno will be looked at. Low a ball. 1-0. To book your spot for your next adventure, call Doc and Norm Direct at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at moexpress.com. 
So Fuller ahead in a 1-0 count awaits the next pitch from Moreno. Swings grounded left side. Third baseman Johnson to his left. He's got it in the throw to first. Is in time to get Fuller one up, one down here in the second. Was going to say before that Fuller ground ball, I think we're going to need every bit of that Doc and Orm AC on the ride back tonight, especially after playing all these innings in 100-degree weather. Absolutely. It's steamy here at the ballpark in Joplin, and AC on the bus on the ride home should uh, provide for some good sleeping weather, I would say. So Fuller retired to start the second inning. Moreno has now retired his last two after giving up singles to two of the first three batters in the first. Carter Goring, last night's winning pitcher, steps in and first pitch grounded to short. Bressler's got it on a hop and throws to first in time. And just three pitches to get two outs here for Moreno in the second. A much better start to this inning than it was in the first as he's gotten weak contact against both of the Renegades hitters. And now we'll see what the lefty hitting third baseman, Caden Deal, can do. I uh, looked for Deal to be uh, patient here and maybe not look to swing the bat until he's got at least one strike on him to uh, try to run the pitch count up for Moreno. He's got a quick inning. First pitch to Deal is going to be looked at outside now 1-0. and Just the fourth pitch that Moreno has thrown this inning. After in the first he went single, fly out double play, single strikeout. Malpe himself threw just 10 pitches in a 3-0-3 down bottom of the first. Next pitch to Deal misses outside 2-0. Pretty much straight-up defense on the infield for the Allies. Campbell and Syracuse on the right side. Bressler and Johnson on the left. Nothing too dramatic. So now back into the box is Deal, who's ahead in a 2-0 count. He shows bunt, but then pulls back as it misses low. And now Deal ahead, three balls and no strikes, with a chance to give the Renegades a two-out base runner here in the second. I like that approach from Deal right there by showing bunt. Stick that glove in front of the catcher's mitt can sometimes uh, mess with the pitcher's timing, so I like that approach. 3-0 pitch coming to Deal. He is going to take, and that one's in the called strike. Deal started to take the bat off his shoulder, but decided not to swing. So he gets a called strike. Still ahead 3-1 as Colby Ott waits on deck. Moreno into the lineup. 3-1 pitch is swung out and fouled off, and Moreno's bounced back to run this thing full against Deal. Moreno wasting no time filling up the zone. Takes a little bit more time on the mound, but uh, look for I would look for off speed from Moreno here if I'm Deal in the batter's box. So three balls, two strikes, and two outs here in the top of the second. It's the pitch, and it's popped up on the infield. Moreno off the mound. He's calling for it, and he makes the catch, so pitcher helps himself out there, retiring deal for out number three, and Moreno goes three up, three down here in the top of the second inning. So here comes Malpe back out for the bottom of the second, where score was 0-0, Renegades and Outlaws on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10. Doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Moex Doc and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. Brady Malby back out on the bum after a 10-pitch 3-up-3-on bottom of the first inning. 
and now hopes to have another good second as Renegades look to steal a road game division round victory from the Outlaws here in advance to the league championship series starting on Thursday and after an off day tomorrow. That day tomorrow was put in place as a potential rain date, but uh, don't think we're going to need that because I don't think there is a rain cloud anywhere near inside here on a warm night at Joe Becker Stadium. So now Malpe looking for a efficient second inning after Moreno went three up, three down in the top half of the inning. His first pitch to Bruff is upstairs 1-0. Yeah, if Malpe can uh, do exactly what he did in the first inning, we'll be looking at a long start from him. So very efficient and uh, looked good, attacked the zone and did exactly what we said he needed to do. It'll be Bruff, Campbell, and Davis, 4-5-6 in the order for the outlaws. Swing and miss right there by Bruff. And that wasn't too pretty of a swing. And Malpe gets him right there to even things. One ball and one strike. Right-handed hitter in the DH spot. Although also a catcher for the outlaws. Malpe ready to go back into his lineup. Here's the 1-1 pitch. That one just misses up and in. Didn't miss by much, but called a ball 2-1. Had a good combo there. We're throwing the slider. Two pitches to go to get the swing and miss. And then throwing a fastball upstairs. It was a good combo pitch by Malpe. Executed it well. It's now 2-1 delivery coming from the Renegades. Right-hander fouled off to the right side and out of play. Now 2-2. Two and two. I'd say pretty good turnout here at the ballpark, especially to our left. I mean, even the upper bleachers are pretty filled in. Uh, right side is the Renegades dugout, so it makes sense why not a ton over there. But definitely a pretty good turnout here for Outlaws and Renegades. 2-2 pitch coming to Bruff. Malpe will get the swing and miss for strike three, and Bruff is retired. That's three straight strikeouts for Malpe here dating back to the first inning, and now one up, one down here in the second. His, uh, his slider's on point tonight, and that's his, that's his go-to pitch to try to get these strikeouts, so... With having that on point, trust Braden Maltby to get a lot of quick outs here. So Maltby will now face Campbell with nobody on and one out in the second. Maltby, before this game, when the Renegades had just arrived here at the ballpark, as here's the first pitch to Campbell, looked at a ball 1-0. Maltby, while everyone else was out on the field, was actually sitting in the concourse in the shade to keep cool when it was up to over 106 degrees. And I think that strategy, at least early, is paying off because he looked real good early. 1-0 pitch is going to miss low. So now 2-0. Not big misses on these first two pitches to Campbell by Malpe, but both low. So four went out, put down the signs as the right-handed first baseman will step back into the box. And here comes Malpe's next delivery. It's looked at going away now. 3-0 on Campbell. Malpe in danger of putting his first base runner on of this game. Yeah, with Davis on deck with a 250 average and a .365 OPP, you would think he'd go right at Campbell here. Next pitch, that's a called strike at the top of the zone. It's now 3-1 and one on Campbell. Malpe gets the call there to avoid the walk. Now we'll have to do it again in a 3-1 count. Outlaws don't have a weak spot in their lineup, so he's not going to need to work around anybody here in this Outlaws lineup. 3-1 pitch grounded weakly over the glove of Malpe. Ott coming in. He's got it. His throw to first is in time for out number two. So nice bounce back there by Malpe after falling behind 3-0. And even better glove work there by Ott coming in to make the scoop and throw on time to first base. I really don't think there's a weak spot on this Renegades infield defensively. No, absolutely. I was just about to say, I think Ott might be the most plus defender, but no, this Renegades infield's been great all year, and I really like what I've seen from Gorley in our first base when he, he didn't come to the Renegades as a first baseman, particularly, and he's got a lot of time there with some people leaving, and he's looked really good, you know, controlling that position. So now Tyler Davis steps in, nobody on it, two out. He swings first pitch and fouls it off to the left side. So now 0-1-1, Malpe looking to retire his sixth straight batter to start this game as the Renegades now also tied 0-0 in the bottom of the second inning. We're just about 20 or so minutes into this divisional round matchup. Malpe back into the lineup facing the right-handed hitting Davis. He'll look at a called strike. It's now quickly 0-2 on the center fielder for Joplin. 
Really good strike right there. Inside corner painted it. He's uh, he's executing ex incredibly well right now. Here comes the 0-2 delivery from Malpe. It's going to be lined to center field. That'll get down in front of Forte. And Davis has got a two-out base hit. And that's the first hit of the ball game. First base runner for the Outlaws as Davis sends that one out to shallow center. Not hit all that hard, but right back where it came from over the head of Malpe. And that's a base runner for Joplin. No, I like that approach from Davis right there, especially the swing. He almost just pushed it out to center field right over the second baseman's head. So uh, good approach there. Didn't try to pull it too hard and uh, got their first base runner of the night. So Matt Woodmancy will step in, the number seven hitter and left fielder for the Outlaws. Patch from the left side of the plate. Gorling is holding on Davis at first. First pitch to him, line left side foul. Now 0-1. So now one hit for the Outlaws, two already for the Renegades. That came into two out of the first three batters when Forte and Reether both had base hits to center field, but no runs for either side so far. And now Malpe looking to get through another score. He's going if he can get one more out here in the second. He's got an 0-1 count on Woodmancy. Tyler Davis, who just singled leads off of first. 0-1 pitch will just miss off the outside corner despite Fuller's best efforts to bring it back. It's now 1-1. One one. So now Woodmancy will be in an even count looking to put the Outlaws on the board first. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of room to work with down that right field line if he were to pull the baseball especially with that hill out there. It could roll up it and give Davis time to run around the bases. 1-1 pitch throw over to first, but he dives back in safely. In case you don't remember, the Outlaws have a little bit different ballpark here, especially in right field and right center field. It goes warning track, then an uphill grass hill, and then the wall. So the warning track isn't really to tell you're about to run into the wall. It tells you you're about to run uphill, and then the wall gets after that. So you really got to get into one to put it out there. 1-1 pitch coming, grounded right side, but that's foul. And now quickly, Malpe has moved ahead 1-2 on with Mancy looking for out number three here in the second. Yeah, we've said it again uh, once before, but uh, I would expect a slider from here for Malpe. That's his put-out pitch, and it, it's looked very sharp tonight, so I'm looking for a strikeout here with the slider. First two retired here in the second until the two-out single by Tyler Davis. Now with Mancy... Light wave of the bat over the back left shoulder. He's in the box. Maltby comes set. Here's his one ball, two strike pitch. It's flied in the air out to shallow right center. Going out is Ott. Coming in is Reether. Who wants it? It's going to be Ott who leaps. And he makes the catch in shallow center field to not only get out number three, but likely save a run as he went airborne to bring that one in. Plus defender Ott. We just said it this inning. He is a plus defender. Incredible play to keep this game, like you said, a 0-0 most likely. And Renegade's got a chance to grab a lead here. So we'll go to the top of the third inning after that. Magnificent play by Colby Ott. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 0-0 Outlaws and Renegades. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. 
At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor most importantly you're a community member it's our goal to provide you with the latest news sports opinions obituaries classifieds and more to keep you informed about your community to find out more about the boone county journal or to subscribe call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com the boone county journal we're with you all the way Zero zero as we head to the top of the third inning between the Outlaws and the Renegades. Both starters Moreno and Malti will be locked in so far. And now hopefully the Renegades can crack Moreno and get on the board here to start this third inning. It'll be Colby Ott to lead it off for Jefferson City. Yeah, Renegades need to look to get some hits here and uh, make Moreno pitch a few more pitches this inning to uh, try to wear him out and get a chance to slash the ball around the field here. It'll be Ott Hopkins then back to leadoff hitter Adonis Forte here in the third. Renegades two hits so far. Next pitch a called strike. Now 0-1 on Ott to start the third inning. Renegades in their playoff game last night. Each team was scores for the first three innings before the Renegades jumped out 2-0 in the top of the fourth. This one 0-0 in the third. 0-1 pitch to Ott. Grounds it off his foot and foul. Now 0-2 on the Renegades second baseman. He made a couple nice plays on the defensive side in the bottom of the second inning. Now let's see if he can get things started with the bat. Back to that defensive play. I don't know if there's a lot of Renegades players or players in general on this field that could have made made that play to uh, end up saving the run. So, Ott, kudos to him. 0-2 pitch coming from Moreno to Ott. It swung on and fouled off, so we'll do it again. Yeah, Ott's had a lot of chances like that on pop-ups that just get into shallow center field or right center field. And it seems like every time he goes out, he reads the ball really well and makes a real nice aggressive play. And it feels like more often than not he comes down with that baseball. So now 0-2 pitch coming from Ott, slight choke up on the bat, and now that one's going to miss 1-2. I actually don't think Ott's choking up. I saw the bottom of his batting glove and thought that was the knob, but it looks like he's still holding the bat pretty normal length, still on a two-strike count. So now Moreno back into the lineup. Here comes his 1-2 delivery. It's going to come inside and rule the foul ball off the part of the bat of Ott. Goes to the backstop, so we'll do the 1-2 again. I like Ott's approach here. He's being very patient. Fouling pitches off that are close to the zone, and... Uh, Hoping Moreno makes a stake and sends one center cut. So start of the top of the third inning. Two hits for the Renegades, one hit for the Outlaws, and no runs either side. One-two pitch coming to Ott. It's grounded foul again, and now at the very least, Ott is making Moreno work here after a quick second inning. Even if you make an out here, at the very least, you're making Moreno start to work a little bit more. Absolutely. It's one of those little details that might uh, come into big play in a couple innings here. So good job by Ott to make Moreno work a little harder this inning. 
Here comes the next one to delivery. It's swung on, hit to left field, but what Mancy will come in, and he lost the ball. It drops in front of him for a base hit, kicks away, but Ott will stay at first base. And kind of an awkward play there by the left fielder. What Mancy came in and then slowed up and played it on a hop. So credit to Odd, who fought off a bunch of pitches and then made hard contact that falls in for a base hit to start the third. Love that at-bat by Ott there. Textbook to just foul off pitches close to the zone and get one that you can drive, and that's exactly what he did. So good job on Ott, who made a huge defensive play and also his first base runner for the Renegades this inning. So now Ott on at first base. Campbell holds him on as Taylor Hopkins steps in to face Miranda. The number nine hitter and shortstop shows Bund and pulls it back. A call and strike 0-1-1. Hopkins has been a force from the Renegades order in the nine spot. I know he was almost your pick to click tonight. Absolutely. Batting a 273 batting average and a 363 on base percentage in the nine hole is better than Coach Mike could ask for in the nine spot. So kudos to Taylor Hopkins on an incredible season so far. Nobody out. Odd on first base. Here's the next pitch to Hopkins. Line left side. That's into left field for a base hit. Just got past the diving glove of Johnson. Ott goes up to second base. And two on to start the third inning for the Renegades on back-to-back singles by the 8-9 hitters. Every game I'm just more impressed with his approach and the way that he can, he can spread the ball to every part of the field. Taylor Hopkins in the nine spot has been a huge bright spot for the Renegades this whole season. Well, Hopkins was all over that pitch. Line that one. On the fly, or not on the fly, but it was hit hard, and it got past the diving glove of the third baseman, Johnson. So now runners at first and second with Forte stepping in. I think the Allies are thinking bunt here because the first baseman, Campbell, is in, and Johnson about a step behind the infield grass. Moreno comes set. Uh, Forte shows bunt. He gets it down, and it's perfect in front of the mound. Moreno off the mound. The throw is late, and Forte is safe, and the base are loaded with nobody out on a perfect bunt by Adonis Forte. There's not many pitches that are going to make that play because it was laid down perfectly in between the catcher and pitcher, and Forte, one of the Renegades' fastest runners, beats it out for a bunt single. Adonis, who hasn't bunted a lot this season, he's been one of the better slash hitters for the Renegades, placed it perfectly and looked like he's been doing it a long time. So he's definitely got that in his bag, and uh, the Outlaws knew it but still couldn't defend it with a, like you said, absolutely perfectly placed bunt right there. So now Cole Wagner steps in with nobody out, and the base is loaded in a 0-0 game in the top of the third. Three hits for the Renegades against Moreno, all in this inning to start it off. Runners aren't held on. Here's the first pitch to Wagner, lined to right side, and that is foul to make it 0-1. So with Campbell playing behind Forte, Forte's able to get a pretty big lead. And if Wagner were able to put one in a gap with Adonis' speed, you can almost guarantee that it would clear the bases. I agree with you there. Another note is that the infield's not in, so it looks like they might be going for the double play here, which will be tough with a Forte and Wagner speed. So Moreno comes set. He's ahead 0-1 on Wagner with bases loaded, nobody out. Next pitch misses outside in a 1-1. It feels like Wagner's had quite a few plate appearances this season with the bases loaded, and that's exactly who you don't want to face as a pitcher because Wagner's going to force you to throw strikes. Absolutely. We said it in the first inning. His uh, his approach at the plate, he's patient and waits on a pitch that he can drive most of the time. So you're exactly right. He's exactly who Moreno is not wanting to face here. Bases juiced, no outs. So 1-1 one, one count. Here's the next offering to Wagner who lines right side, but it is going to be foul. And that ball was hit real well, and if Wagner hits that one on time, we may be looking at a 4 nothing ball game. but he was out in front and sent it out of the ballpark. He's got sneaky power. He's got great slashing ability where he can really spray the ball, but as we've seen, if he goes to Nevada, he is just an absolute power machine and got a hold of that one, just foul. 
So Wagner, who's 0 for 1 on the day, flew out to left his first time up. Going to have to battle on a 1-2 count. Nobody out, and the base is loaded. 0-0 ball game. Here's Moreno's pitch. It's swung on a miss as Wagner chases low and away. Riccio hangs on for out number three. I think Wagner just got a little bit too aggressive there with the bases loaded and chased the pitch that he doesn't usually chase. And now we'll see Aretha can do bases loaded. Now one out. Looked like Moreno went with the changeup or something off speed. So Wagner seeing maybe a slower pitch, his eyes lit up and just outside and chased it. So Reether singled to center his first time up. One for one. Renegades could use another hit like that here in this spot. Forte leads off of first. Hopkins at second and on at third. Moreno comes set. Here's the first pitch to Reether who takes inside 1-0. Just as that pitch was delivered, Gorling yet let out a uh, loud groan as you can always count on him to try and get the he- into the head of the opposing pitcher. Doing his part from the dugout before he has a bat here to try to uh, give any advantage to his Renegade squad. So Moreno comes set. Now 1-0 count on Reether, the Renegade's number three hitter. Next pitch is swung on a miss as an awkward swing there by Reether. Didn't even really swing all the way around. Kind of almost like a sword. And that makes it one ball and one strike on the Renegades' right fielder. So Renegades need to capitalize here. The base is loaded with one out. They have to capitalize, get ahead of the outlaws early in this game. 1-1 pitch to Reether on the way, grounded foul. Actually kicks off of Reether and then goes out into fair play. So now a one ball, two strike count on Reether. And like you mentioned, it's pretty imperative that Reether put the ball in play here because if you make out number two here, then you're putting a lot of pressure on Matashek to come through after back-to-back outs would be recorded by Moreno. So we'll see what Reether can do in a two-strike count. Looked at a first-pitch ball and then has since gone swinging a miss and then foul ball. So Forte off of first base, Hopkins at second, and Ott at third. Bases loaded, one out in a 0-0 game. Moreno quickly glances over to third, now comes set. Glances back at third, now comes home to Reether. Pitch a swung on a miss as he gets Reether to swing out in front and over it. And that's back-to-back huge cage by Moreno with the bases loaded. And now will be up to Jack Matishak. Base is still juiced, but now two outs. Moreno is locked in here since the bases got loaded. He is not making any mistakes, executing his off-speed very well. And has got the Renegades hitters in a bind right now. So hopefully uh, the hottest hitter for the Renegades, Matishak, can uh, scratch a run across here with the bases loaded. Matashek drove in two runs last night. That was all Jefferson City needed as they won 2-1. to one. Could use a big knock right here with bases loaded and two outs in the third. Here's the pitch to Matashek. It skips in there. Nice block by Riccio behind the plate because if that gets away, out comes home, but he keeps it in front of him. It's now 1-0 and on the Renegades' DH. This inning started with a single to left field by Colby Ott, and Hopkins ripped another single to left field before Adonis Forte got a bunt single to load him up with nobody out, but back-to-back strikeouts by Wagner and Reether have a sitting bases loaded, two outs now, and no runs have come in to score in the top of the third. Moreno looking to get out of this jam. He's behind 1-0 to Matashek. Next pitch hit in the air out to shallow left center. Davis comes in. Bressler goes out. Who wants it? What Mancy calls and makes the catch route number three. And the Renegades, after loading him up with nobody out, leave him loaded and are kept off the scoreboard thanks to magnificent work by Moreno working out of that jam. So we'll head to the bottom of the third. We'll see what Malpe can do. You're listening to Renegades versus Outlaws on the Show Me Sports Network in a 0-0 ballgame. 
Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Back for the bottom of the third inning here on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt and Bryce Creasel. Renegades and Outlaws here in the divisional round of the Mink League playoffs. One will advance to the championship series starting on Thursday, and they will take on the winner of the North Division, and that is a matchup between the Clorinda A's and St. Joseph Mustangs happening at St. Joe. That game is also scoreless in the bottom of the third inning, so pretty clear that the Aces are going tonight for all four teams. First pitch by Malpe misses outside 1-0. He'll face 8-9-1 for the Outlaws here this inning, giving up just one base runner so far, a two-out single by Tyler Davis in the second. And now Johnson ahead of 1-0 count, pops it up right side. That gets out of play now 1-1. One one. Hopefully the Renegades are able to steal back some of that momentum they just lost after straining the bases loaded, which they had with no outs and failed to score a run. Absolutely. That was a pitiful moment in the ball game, and it didn't go the Renegades' way, so they need some luck to go on their side. And like you said, grab this momentum back, and I think Volpe's the guy to do it. He's, uh, he looks juiced up and still got his good stuff, so I think uh, they got the right guy on the mound to do that. 1-1 pitch to Malpe was fouled back to Johnson. It's now ahead in a one-ball, two-strike count. So far, Malpe through, Malpe through two innings has struck out three batters. Here's his 1-2 pitch to Johnson. It misses upstairs. Now we're even 2-2. Two and two. Corey Syracuse, the second baseman, waits on deck. Then the leadoff hitter, Caden Bressler, will follow. Both these teams still looking to get on the board here at Joe Becker Stadium. 2-2 pitch at one. Called strike three on the outside corner. And Johnson is rung up for Malpe's fourth strikeout of the game. And that's the second looking as a perfectly located pitch there by the Renegades right-hander to Johnson. We're hoping Malpe goes deeper into this game. But I think uh, no complaints to start this game off. This is exactly what you imagine, if not even better. He is uh, dealing right now. So now Corey Syracuse, the number nine hitter, will step in, sporting the High black socks with the very short white pants. Going to look at our map here and see if we have any listeners from Hawaii because that would make sense. Did both games last week when the Renegades were playing Syracuse. He grounds left side. Deal to his left. He's got it. His throw to first and plenty of time to Goring. And that is out number two. Nice work there by Malpe to get Syracuse on one pitch. And now two outs here in the bottom of the third. Another quick inning by Malpe shaping up here. So he needs to attack this batter and... Uh... Try to get out here with another efficient inning to keep him in the game longer after throwing over 100 pitches in his last appearance. 
So Caden Bressler, the leadoff hitter, steps in. He grounded out to shortstop his first time up, and we'll look at a first pitch college strike. Perfect location there by Malpe. It's now 0-1. So first time through the order for the Renegades right-hander. He retires four via the K, gives up just one hit and no runs. Next pitch misses low. It's now 1-1 on Bressler. Bristler, we've seen him pretty much at the top of the lineup in every game so far this season between the Renegades and the Outlaws. This will be the ninth and final one as the winner moves on and the loser season is over. 1-1 pitch in there, a called strike now 1-2. and two. Renegades led the season series against the Outlaws 5-3, but none of that really matters here as we reach the playoffs. It's down to this one-game game. 1-2 one pitch, misses upstairs now 2-2. Two and two. Meant to say one-game playoff. And the winner will face the North Division starting on Thursday in a three-game series. That's the uh, blessing and the curse of the Mink League playoffs. You're just one game away from being eliminated unless you make it to the championship, so you've got to be on your toes. 2-2 pitch, grounded to Goring. Nice in-between pick on a short hop, and the Renegades' first baseman makes out number three on a ball that almost skipped by him, but he was able to corral it. So 3-up, three 3-down three by Maltby. He's retired 9-of-10 through three innings, and will go to the fourth, still scoreless. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Show Me Sports Network. And similar shades to last night where both teams were held scores for the first three. Renegade jumped on the board in the fourth last night and scored two runs against the Bombers. And hopefully we get some sort of repeat performance here tonight and the Renegades can take the lead. 0-0 ball game, although the Renegades are out hitting the Outlaws 5-1 as Moreno has been excellent in the damage control category. And now we'll see if Luke Fuller can get things started off with a base hit here in the fourth. Yes, Moreno did an amazing job getting out of that last inning with the bases loaded, no outs, and the Renegades got to try to scratch a run across here early again. 
Fuller looks at a first pitch inside to make it 1-0. He grounded out to third to start the second inning. Now he's off this fourth after both Moreno and Malpe went scoreless for the first three. This one hit in the air to right. Right fielder coming in. He makes the catch. And that'll be out number one as Machuca retires Fuller right there, coming in to make it a very little problem. And Fuller retired now 0 for 2. He's just missing the ball right there as he pops that one and got right under it. And his first one, he got right on top of it with the ground out. So I still believe in him that later on in this game, he's going to really connect with one. He's just missing those fastballs right now. So Gorling now steps in, nobody on, and one out in the top of the fourth inning, 0 0 ball game in this divisional round game. Moreno back into the lineup. Here's his first pitch to Goring. Skips in and a ball. Now 1-0. Goring made a nice play on a short hop ground ball to end last inning and keep things scoreless. And so now 1-0 pitch to him from Moreno is looked at a strike. 1-1. One one. Update between the A's and Mustangs. They're also scoreless in the top of the fourth inning. So no runs scored across all four teams so far as we're also in the fourth inning here, about 50 minutes into this ballgame. 1-1 one, one pitch to Gorling, swung on, and foul ball off the right side. It's now 1-2 on Gorling, who looks to give the Renegades a base runner. They've had base runners in two out of three innings, went three up, three down in the second. Left-handed hitting third baseman, Caden Deal, waits on deck. Also 0-for-1. See why the Outlaws turn to Moreno here for this game. One, one, two pitch to Gorling. Grounded weakly right side. Syracuse waits for it. Now he's got it in his throat. His first is in time to get Gorling two up, two down here in the fourth. As it seems like Moreno is just going to alternate innings between base runners and three up, three down. And this, according to that pattern, would be the three up, three down inning, although he's got to get deal here with two outs and nobody on. Yeah, Moreno, I'm impressed with both pitchers tonight. It's definitely been a pitching duel so far with the Renegades doing a little bit of slashing but not scratching any runs across the board. So both pitchers on point tonight, and it's shaping up to be a really good playoff game here. Caden Deal, the left-hand hitting third baseman in grounds. First pitch to shortstop. Coming in is Bressler. He's got it. Throw to first is in time, and a very quick 3-up, three 3-down three inning for Moreno. Has him through four scoreless. And now it'll be Malpe's turn to try and match that coming back out onto the mound. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Outlaws and Renegades still scoreless. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy. Call them at 573-634-3983. 
Brady Maltby has been excellent through the first three innings. Now he's out for the fourth, ready to face this top part of the Outlaws lineup and look to keep them off the scoreboard because the Renegades are also scoreless. And winner go home time here tonight at Joe Becker Stadium. First pitch to Riccio hit in the air to center, but Forte looks to have it measured. Chief steps to his right, makes the catch head high for out number one. And great start to the inning for Malpe. One pitch and one out against Riccio, who's now 0 for 2. Malpe again, he's going to fill up the zone tonight. He knows the importance of this game. He knows that, you know, winner go home. And uh, he's definitely doing his part tonight and waiting for the offense to uh, pick up the pace here for the Renegades. Well, I would guess for Malpe, he's also not trying to throw over 100 pitches again. So there's been a clear plan of attack, and it's showing because so far through three and a third, he has not walked a batter. Into the windup now against Machuca, who's 0 for 1, looks at a pitch outside 1 and 0. And just looking through the lineup so far, just one three-ball count for Malpe. That was against Campbell in the second. Everywhere else, I mean, only even a couple two-ball counts. He has been in the zone. This one grounded weakly left side. Coming in is Hopkins. He's up with it. A strong throw to first is perfect to Goring. And that's two up, two down. Just three pitches for two outs for Malpe here in the fourth. You mentioned how he hasn't had a walk yet. If you remember his last appearance in Sedalia, he struggled with some walks early in the game. He also came out of the bullpen in that appearance. I wonder if... Being the starter and knowing you're pitching all day and being able to warm up before the game is a huge help to Malpe because he's just been lights out tonight. So now two outs, nobody on. Bruff struck out swinging his first time up. Looks at a ball outside, 1-0. and So far, just one base runner for the Joplin Allies. That was a two-out single in the second by Tyler Davis. Moreno through four has given up five hits, but no runs as well. Swing and a miss here by Bruff, who went chasing on a pitch down and away, and now we're even a ball and a strike. Not often you see a team that's good enough to have two catchers in the lineup, but the Allens have two pretty good offensive catchers, and that's why Bruff is DHing. 1-1 pitch is low, so now two balls and a strike on Bruff. Malpe looking for out number three. He's got four strikeouts so far through three and two-thirds. Outlaw's got to find a way to get Bruff in the lineup with the 3-12 average and a 4-1-4 on base percentage, so definitely a key at-bat trying to sneak into the lineup here. 2-1 pitch misses outside. It's now three balls and a strike, just the th- second three-ball count. For Malpe so far, it makes sense when you consider that Brumph has over 400 on base percentage. Here's the 3-1 delivery from Malpe. Hit in the air to center field, but Forte once again looks to have it measured. He will camp under it and makes the catch for out number three. And Malpe goes three up, three down here in the fourth inning. He's now retired seven in a row and keeps the Outlaws off the board. To the fifth inning we go. This game's flying by. We're still scoreless. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. 
Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Second baseman Colby Hodges about to step in to start his top of the fifth inning against A.J. Moreno, who so far through four has struck out three and given up five hits but no runs. Ott's got him for one of those five hits that came in the third inning and looks at a ball here to make it one and out. Ott's at bat. That inning where he got the hit was extremely impressive, and I look for him to do the same thing here. 1-0 pitch also misses outside. It's now on ahead in a count 2-0. This game could very easily be a different score if the Renegades had capitalized on bases loaded. Nobody out in the third inning because they have been all over Moreno on the base pass, but did nothing pushed across. Only one base runner against Malpe so far on the other side. This pitch ripped to left, but it is going to get foul. Otherwise, that one was on its way to the left field corner. So that's a foul ball, and now two balls and a strike on Ott, who's one for one. Hopkins also one for one, waits on deck, and then Forte taking his third at bat in the hole. Nobody up in the bullpen for the Allies, although there's two pitches out there for the first time. They have not been out there all game. Moreno hasn't had to throw a ton of pitches really outside of the third inning, so you wouldn't think to see anyone come in anytime soon. Here comes the 2-1 to Ott. He will swing, hit it well to center field. Davis going back. He's on his horse. He's still running, and he will finally slow up and make the catch. That's a nice running glab into left center field as Ott gave that one a ride, but Davis runs it down just short of the track for out number one. What I've noticed these last two weeks, well, Ott's numbers aren't the best on the year. His outs are always hard-hit balls. He he seems to just be very unlucky and hit them right into where the fielders are standing, but uh, he makes good contact, and it should pay off for him later on this game or hopefully later on this season in the championship series. Well, yeah, in the majors, there's a stat called expected batting average. Odds would be a lot higher than his actual batting average because, like you said, he hits the ball hard, but good defensive plays get him out. As the first pitch misses up to Hopkins, 1-0. I mean, off the bat, I thought that was getting over Davis's head. Now 1-0 pitch to Hopkins, also upstairs, so 2-0 now. So far this inning, right-handed starter Moreno will fell behind 2-0 to Ott before coming back, getting a foul ball, then a flyout has now fallen behind 2-0 once again to Hopkins. Nobody on and one out here in the top of the fifth. Next pitch, two of them swung on it in the air to right. Looks to be routine for Machuco, who now goes back just in front of the track, sizes it up and makes the catch just a few steps in front of that hill. And two pretty well-hit balls for the Renegades here in the fifth, but nothing to show for it as Hopkins flies out to right field. You mentioned that hill. That was, that was almost the first ball that uh, the hill was going to come into play. So I was excited to see how the outfielder was going to play it, but it just came short. Well, if you hit that ball hard, I mean, the grass isn't too thick out there, so it'll roll up that hill. He's seen it earlier in games this season. I believe, I don't remember who, but someone pulled a extra base hit down the right field line, and it actually rolled up the hill. 
So it'll do that if you hit it on the ground. Now Forte steps in, first pitch, swing and a miss. 0-1, Forte had a bunt single to load the bases with nobody out in the third, but was left stranded as the Renegades were kept off the scoreboard, and we're still sitting at zeros between the Renegades and the Outlaws. Just under an hour into this one, next pitch is fouled out of place. Now 0-2 on Forte. I mean, it, we're this game with both the pitching. We are flying through it. I mean, right now we're on pace for a two-hour game. Yeah, got to get a run, scratch across. You know the Renegades are uh, no strangers to extra inning games. So hopefully we can scratch a run across and uh, make it a quick appearance through the championship series. 0-2 pitch coming to Forte. Here's Moreno's delivery grounded up the middle. That's going to get into center field. Forte's got his second, actually his third hit of the ball game. He's 3-for-3 three three from the leadoff spot and gives the Renegades their sixth hit of the game. Forte took that one right back where it came from into center field. And now with two outs and Wagner come to the plate, I would not be shocked here to see Forte try and run and get into scoring position. Worst case scenario, you're having two, three, four come up to start next inning. I agree with that statement. It seems like a good spot to maybe get Forte in motion. And uh, hopefully Wagner can spray a ball and score him if he gets started quick. First baseman Campbell will head over and hold on, Forte. This is the first Renegades base runner to reach since Forte reached with the bunt single last time. First pitch to Wagner in their strike. Since then, eight straight Renegades had been retired up until that base hit. Now 0-1 on Wagner, who's got a fly out to left and a strikeout swinging. Hopefully he's got some magic in that walk-off wood bat to help the Renegades jump out in front. 0-0 ball game, but the Renegades have six hits, and the Outlaws just have one. Forte's going. Here's the pitch. It misses low, and no chance for Riccio as that one kicks away. Forte probably would have had it stolen anyway. Regardless, he's now in scoring position with two outs here and a chance for the Renegades to get on the board. Love the decision right there to send Forte. Getting him in scoring position possibly gives Wagner the confidence knowing that if he gets a ball, just a base hit, it's scoring Forte with the speed from second. So I love the decision by Coach Mike, and hopefully it pays off for Renegades right here. So on the stolen base was ball one, so one and one now on Wagner. Decent lead off a second for Forte, draws a look from Moreno, who now comes back home to Wagner, who will take upstairs. Two and one on the Renegades' left-handed hitting left fielder. Shortstop wrestler looks to be the one that's going to try and at least keep Forte near the bag. Forte now looks back and says something to him as Bressler plays right behind him up the middle. Right side, Syracuse and Campbell playing pretty much normal spots, so Wagner, which hit it on the ground, may have to go opposite way. 2-1 pitch coming to Wagner, who will take upstairs again. It's now 3-1, and one. and if Wagner sees one more, we may see Tommy Reith, the number three hitter, come up with two on and two out. Favorable count right here for Wagner with Moreno, probably looking to send one centered cut to not walk a batter here. So if I'm Wagner, I'm looking fastball all the way and staying off speed. Renegades looking to get on the scoreboard first from the top of the fifth inning. 0-0 ball game and a runner at second with two outs. Cole Wagner back in. Moreno comes set, pitching out of the stretch. Quick look to second, now looks back home. Here's his 3-1 to Wagner. It will be a called strike as Wagner was already out of the box and on his way to first. But umpire says that one nabs the outside corner. We're now full 3-2. and two. It was a good pitch by Moreno, not throwing one center cut and just sneaking in that fastball right on the outside corner, as you said. So... Good execution by Moreno here, and Wagner's going to have to fight to get uh, Adonis home here. So this at-bat right here could go a long way in deciding this ball game. Forte off a second base, incredible speed. Here's a 3-2 to Wagner. Pitches swung on grounded foul as Forte was on his way to third trying to swipe a bag, and he'll have to head back as we'll do the 3-2 once again. Interesting decision there to send Forte going to third with two outs, and with good speed you'd figure, you'd figure that a single would score him anyway, but... Makes sense because if Wagner walks and you have Forte steal third, then maybe just a wild pitch could 
get the Renegades on the board. So we'll see if he does it again. We'll still be 3-2. Moreno looks in. Now comes Sets. Wagner back in the box. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs. Forte dancing off a second. Here's the pitch. Forte not going. It misses outside, and Wagner walks. And now first and second with two outs with Tommy Reether come to the plate here in the fifth. Good at bat there by Wagner to not chase that outside pit. Tried to paint it on the outside once again, and uh, he held off here. So we got two of our best base runners on base here and get to give Tommy Reether a chance to, again, try to scratch this renegade run across to take the lead here in Joplin. So Reether coming to the plate with two out and two on. That was the first walk of the game issued by Moreno, who threw four and two-thirds, struck out three, and gave up six hits and no runs has been able to limit damage when the Renegades got runners on. They had two hits in the first, three hits in the second, and now a hit and a walk here in the fifth, but no runs to show for it. We'll see if Reether can change that. Meeting at the mound between Joplin's coach and the catcher, Riccio. No one warming at all in the bullpen, although now someone is starting to get up, but that's actually not anyone in a jersey and pants. So no no warming, and if Moreno can get out of the inning, no reason to because he's still been pretty effective all night long. Renegades will obviously have Maltby back out for the bottom of the fifth inning as through four. He's given up just one hit, no runs, and four strikeouts. So Renegades trying to give their starter the lead to work with headed to the bottom half. Moreno now back on the bump. He looks in. He works on that far left side of the pitching rubber. Quick check of Forte out at second, and he'll step off and look Adonis back to the bag, although no one is covering the bag with two outs, so Adonis doesn't even go all the way back. Wagner also not held on at first base. First baseman Campbell plays behind him, trying to prevent the ball hit down the right field line. Moreno comes set again. Here's the first pitch to Reether, grounded back up the middle. A chance for the shortstop wrestler to get it, and he steps on the second base bag for out number three. Just one pitch needed there to retire Reether and end the inning. So the Renegades put a couple base runners on once again, but leave them stranded once again, and we stay scoreless going to the bottom of the fifth inning on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Joplin coming to bat here in the bottom of the fifth inning, 0-0 ball game before they come to bat, I want to tell you about Walk-Off Wood Bat Company, handcrafted right here in Missouri. Walk-Off Wood Bat Company bats are made with premium grade maple, ash and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. First baseman Matt Campbell in to lead off the bottom of the fifth inning. Just one hit so far for the Outlaws against Renegade starter Brady Malpe. 
and Campbell will take a first pitch up. One ball and no strikes. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle call, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. One will pitch on the way to Campbell, fouled out of place. Now we're at one ball and a strike. Nobody on and nobody out to start the bottom of the fifth inning. To find your confidence at the plate, give Walkoff Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wildbats.com. Hopefully the Renegades can find their confidence at the plate and get us on the scoreboard and ride that offense into the championship game on Thursday. 1-1 pitch swung on a miss as Campbell is out in front and swung over it for strike two. So Malpe so far through four innings has given up just one hit, no runs, and a struck out four. The one hit came to Tyler Davis, who waits on deck. And Matt Woodmancy is in the hole. One-two count to Campbell. Here's Malpe's pitch. Grounded right side. Ott comes in on a couple of steps. Up with it. Throw to first. Is in time to go running one up, one down. And Malpe really, really settling in here. He's now retired eight batters in a row. Well, it's going so far. I think pitch count might be the only thing that will stop Malpe from going this whole game. He has looked the same as he's looked in the first inning. Never wavering. Just attacking the zone. And his stuff is on point tonight. Tyler Davis, one for one, steps in, had a single to center with two strikes on him in the second inning, looks at a first pitch low, 1-0. You would assume, just based on the amount of days needed for rest and where the games are scheduled, this would be it on the season for Malpe, unless they try to bring him back maybe out of the bullpen in the last game, but even that would be a stretch. So you can leave it all on the table here tonight with Malpe, 1-0 pitch, swung on and fell off, 1-1. But like you said, the thing is, he threw so many pitches not even a full week ago, so that I think will hinder him more than the fact that he can throw as much as you say want to since he's not going to pitch. It just depends on how well that arm is feeling. Maybe not even completely recovered from throwing 120-plus against Sedalia. Right. The good news is the Renegade's got almost a full bullpen with just Braden Boyer going last night. So Grounded uh, up the middle. Ott ranging to his right. He kicks off his glove. The long throw to first is not going to be in time. Don't think even if Ott fielded that one on the first top, he would have had a chance. As Davis runs well, so that'll go down as an infield single, and he's now 2 for 2 with both Joplin hits. So, yeah, so even if uh, Malpe has to be pulled out of this game due to the pitch count slash arm soreness, you know, you know he'd like to go the full thing, but sometimes it's just safer to be pulled. Renegades do have almost their full bullpen with just Boyer going last night, so it does provide a chance to uh, keep good pitching throughout this whole game. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel coming to you from the Dock and Norm Direct Broadcast booth here at Joe Becker Stadium in Joplin, Missouri. First pitch to Woodmancy. Missed outside, 1-0, and it's going to be no pitch because a balk was called, and Davis is going to take second base. I'm confused what the balk was right there. The umpire, field umpire called it, but uh, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary, not dropping the ball or a bad step off. So he, I, I'm going to assume he didn't get set or uh, something technical like that. So pitch was not called to Woodmancy, so it's still a 0-0 count. And now first base runner in scoring position for the Owls here tonight with one out in the fifth. That's Davis, who's at second base. Malpe comes set. Here's his next pitch to Woodmancy. Grounded right side, but it is just foul. Otherwise, that would have been out number two. And now it'll be Owen Wood on Woodmancy, and Davis will have to head back to second base. Outlaws and Renegades here tonight, playing for the ninth and final time this season. Renegades up in the season series 5-3. to three. And winner of this one goes to the league championship series against the winner of the North Divisional Round. Loser goes home. Their season is over. 
And we'll get you an update on that North Division game between the A's and Mustangs here in a moment. Malby's got work to do, though. Now with a runner at second base and only one out. He comes set. He's ahead. 0-1 on one Mancy. Quick check out towards second. Looking at Davis. Now here's the 0-1 pitch. Fouled. Actually, that may be in play. Left side going after it is Deal in foul ground. And he makes the catch for out number two. That's a big out from Boyer. And he bounces back to get what Mancy. And Deal runs it down out in front of the Joplin dugout. Davis has to stay put at second base. Yeah, huge out right there. To make sure the runner doesn't advance from second to third. Because then, like, Always, if a pass ball happens, most likely they score. So good job by Maltby to pitch him inside there and get a pop out in foul ground. Carson Johnson steps in. He struck out his first time up, hits with two outs, and a go-ahead run at second here in the bottom of the fifth in a 0-0 ball game. Six hits for the Renegades, just two so far for the Outlaws, those both coming off the bat of Tyler Davis. Maltby quickly looks out to second. Now the first pitch to Johnson, called strike. Oh, and what good location on the outside corner to move ahead of the third baseman, Johnson. Told you we'd update on that game in the north. They're also moving pretty quickly. They're in the top of the fifth inning, but the A's have scored a run. They lead 1-0 over the Mustangs, just jumping out in front. Hopefully our game doesn't follow suit with the team scoring run in the fifth inning, and this thing stays scoreless. Head into the sixth. Owen pitch to Johnson. Lines left center field. Forte going after it. He will not have a play as that's down for a base hit. Scoring easily from second base will be Davis. He's in standing, and an RBI single by Johnson has the Outlaws in front. one nothing with two outs here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Back-to-back -back hits, or two hits in the inning, have the Outlaws on the scoreboard, and the crowd is giving them some applause right now. That's when a simple simple baseball play like a balk happens and really really hits home you know that runner doesn't get to second base if the balk doesn't happen but uh looks like malpy has got it figured out and hopefully he can rally and get this next out to give the renegades a chance to tie this game up so renegades will now be trailing for the first time heading to the six just a one nothing ball game johnson off of first base and going holding him on first pitch to syracuse swung on a miss he was late so it's now all in one syracuse grounded out to third his first time up Renegades have put pressure on Moreno. They just haven't been able to crack the scoreboard. They've had base runners in every inning, and hopefully that does not come back to bite them if they have left plenty of opportunities here through five. 0-1 pitch coming to Syracuse, who steps back into the box. He's a right-handed hitter. He's at second base tonight. Malpe Longo looking now comes set pitches upstairs, 1-1. One one. So the Outlaws had just one hit coming into the fifth inning, and now they've got two more. An infield single by Davis with one out. He advanced to second on a block and then scored on a two-out RBI single from Carson Johnson to center field. And although Forte came in on it quickly, no chance for, to get Davis, who ran well. So Johnson off a of first, 1-1 one, one pitch, is grounded right side off the glove of Malpe. Ott's going to have to come in. He barehands those to first, is in time, and Ott saves the inning as a nice barehanded play by the Renegade second baseman will retire the side. Nicely done, Colby Ott. Absolutely. We've said it again. Plus infielder right there. His defense has shined so bright in this game, and uh, he's put together a really good game here in the South Lake Division Championship. To the sixth inning we go. Renegades now trailing thanks to an RBI single by Carson Johnson, and Moreno back out on the mound for the Outlaws. We'll be back in just a moment. one nothing Outlaws lead heading to the sixth. Moex Dock & Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock & Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock & Norm Direct. 
When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions For the first time all night long, down one to nothing as we head to the top of the sixth inning. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel bringing you tonight's coverage on the Show Me Sports Network. Renegades and Outlaws winner to the Mink League Championship game. Moreno sets on the bump, goes into his lineup, and now his first pitch to Matashek. Called strike on the inside corner, and don't know how much Matashek liked that call. He looked up here a bit inside. Called in go Matashek's way, but now he knows that pitch could be called a strike and look to pull it in the right field. 0-1 by Moreno, fouled off right side, and the Renegades dugout will bring it in. Goring will throw it back to Moreno, who is not looking. Actually, he was throwing it over to the Joplin dugout. So now 0-2 on Matashek. It'll be 4-5-6 for the Renegades here in the 6. Fuller on deck and Goring in the hole. The three are combined 0-6 so far tonight. Renegades have six hits compared to Joplin's three, but trail 1-0. 0-2 to Matashek upstairs. Now it's one ball and two strikes. Moreno so far through five has struck out three, given up one walk and six hits, but no runs as a left-hander is starting to warm out there in the bullpen for the Outlaws. One-two pitch on its way to Matashek. It's grounded right side. Syracuse will have no play, and that's in the right field for a base hit. And just the way the Renegades needed to start this six as Matashek has his first hit of the night into right field, and a no-out base runner here for the Renegades to start this inning off. You just mentioned Moreno's stats, and I think the most impressive one is no runs when we had Bases loaded, no outs, and he really locked down and uh, got those outs, and he, he's done it with runners in scoring position all night. So happy Matashak get on, and hopefully Fuller can drive him home finally and get in Moreno's book. Well, this would be a great time for your your pick to click tonight to come through and help the Renegades tie the game or move out in front. Matashak off a of first, first pitch to Fuller, swung and fouled back 0-1. Did mention a second ago, left-hander now throwing for the Outlaws, and now another pitch warming up. So we could see some double barrel action. That's way too far to my sight to see the number of the left eel, though. Maybe 24. I'm not totally sure. Regardless, someone warming for the first time all night with Moreno working here into the six. Short lead at first for Matashek. Campbell holds him on. And Fuller can take it opposite way. A ton of room to work with on the right side of the infield. 0-1 pitch coming. It's going to be grounded right side. Somehow stays fair, and Campbell gets a glove on it. He'll step on first, but Matashek moves up to second. 
That was a weird hit baseball because it started off to the right and then comes back left, and Campbell actually slipped and still got a hand on it. But since it was hit so slow, no double play, and now a runner in scoring position for the Renegades. Very important, like you said, no double play right there to a very weird hop, and the first baseman just couldn't control it. Mashak with not the best speed, but if he Gorling puts one in the gap, almost scores him automatically. So Gorling needs to do a good job of hitting here and really slash one into the outfield. Well, that almost took a really favorable bounce because that's a few more inches to the left. That gets past Campbell and into right field for potentially first and third. So one out now, Gorling in. He's over two with two ground outs. Matashank off a second, single to lead off this inning. Renegade trail, one nothing. First pitch to Gorling outside. Oh, Riccio tried to steal it. It's now 1-0. Caden Deal waits on deck. Moreno has gotten through five and a third and kept the Renegades off the scoreboard. And although the Renegades have had offensive success in this ballpark so far this season in the four trips, none so far tonight. Moreno comes set. Here's the 1-0 to Goring line. Shallow right field coming in is Machuca still coming in and now makes the catch shoulder high. And that's out number two is a nice running grab by the Joplin outfielder. Keeps Matishek put at second base. And now it'll take a two-off base hit for the Renegades to get on the scoreboard. This has been the story all game. Moreno running's getting scoring position and he just turns into be lights out. He's done a great job keeping... The Renegades off the board tonight, and Caden Deal needs to work really hard to try to change it to get the Renegades tied up in this game heading into the sixth inning. Deal's got a pop out and a ground out so far tonight, and Moreno looking to complete inning number six scoreless. Deal looking to put to the Renegades in either out ahead or tie this game up at one apiece after Joplin just scored one run in the bottom of the fifth. Moreno quickly checks Matashek out at second base. Now looks out there again. Now back home and here's the first pitch to Deal who swings and misses on a pitch low and away for strike one. Deal, a recent addition to the Renegades looking to come up big here. Tying in number 12, I believe at one point this season now that blue jersey belonged to Ross Lovich who had good success in this ballpark, two home runs. Be nice if he could have the same success here tonight. Back on the bump now is Moreno. Works from the far left side of it. Next pitch is going to miss outside to deal. So now we're even at a ball and a strike. Moreno working a little slower here. He might be laboring a bit with uh, an uptick in pitches in these last few innings because Renegade's been able to put a lot of base runners on. So Matishik singled then advanced on the floor ground ball. He's at second base with two outs. Moreno looking to strand that runner. Next pitch to Deal is looked at, called strike. It's now one and two on Deal looking to avoid the strikeout. Moreno's only struck out three so far through five and two-thirds. So the Renegades have put balls in play, and that's why they have seven hits and a walk. Just no runs to show for it. Obviously not hitting too well with runners in scoring position. I believe the only hit they have with runners in scoring position would be the Adonis Forte bunt single. And that loaded them up with nobody out, but the Renegades failed to score. It's now one and two on Deal. Matashek lead off a second. Nobody holding him on with two outs. Here's the pitch to Deal. Swung on. Just fouled off off the end of the bat to the backstop. Deal did not make a whole lot of contact, but enough to stay in live and keep this at bat going. Not at all. I think that pitch is a changeup. Definitely off speed, and Deal was out in front expecting fastball. And just to foul tip it right there is uh, important, hoping that Moreno makes a mistake here. Syracuse to the second baseman. Looks to be only playing about a step in from the right field grass at second base with the lefty deal in the box. He's trying to prevent any ground ball from getting past him. Everyone else pretty much in normal spots. One ball, two strikes, and two outs to deal. And here comes the righty Moreno's pitch. It misses upstairs and the catcher, Riccio, out of his out of his crouch to grab it. Now even two balls and two strikes to deal with the righty hitting Colby Ott waiting on deck. He's put good wood on the bat twice tonight. Wood on the ball twice tonight. So long look in by the start of Moreno. Now he's gotten one he likes. 
Lefty deal, light wave of the bats. Quick look out to second base to Matashek. Look once again by Moreno here, just 2-2 pitch to deal. It skips in there, nice block to keep Matashek at second base. But now it's run full to deal. Renegades looking for their second base runner of the inning. More importantly, looking for a base hit that can knock this game at one or put them out in front 2-1. to one. Good at bat by deal here to work it full. He's doing a good job of fighting off pitches and not swinging out of the zone. So hopefully he can get on here and give Ott a chance to hit him home. Long way to go in this ballgame, but Renegades down to their last 10 outs on the season. If they can't come back, they'll go home, and Joplin will move on to the championship. Moreno, right-hander, looking to retire deal. Here's the 3-2 pitch to him. It is outside on a close pitch, and the crowd does not like it, but Deal's got ball four, and now runners at first and second with two outs for the Renegades on a stone-cold take there by Caden Deal. That pitch did not miss by much, but now it'll bring up Ott with two on and two outs. Colby Ott with a hit already tonight and an out that was a good hit ball. I uh, I feel good about the situation right now with Odd coming up to the plate despite his uh, season numbers. That was aren't going to hold either runner on with two outs playing to keep the ball on the infield. First baseman Campbell playing behind the runner at first deal and then the shortstop at second baseman Syracuse and Bressler in pretty normal spots. First pitch to Ott swings and fouls it off right side. 0-1 on the Renegade second baseman. Renegade started this inning with a single by Matashek. He moved up to second on a look for a ground out. Carter Goring flew out to right, and then Deal just walked to put us at first and second with two outs here at Joe Becker Stadium. one nothing Outlaws lead. Top of the sixth inning. Moreno looking to get out number three. Here's his 0-1 to Ott, who will swing and foul it off again right side. He's done that now two pitches in a row, and he's in behind an 0-2 count against Moreno. Looking out to the Outlaws bullpen, it's just some light throwing by the left-hander. I think... I agree with you. I think it's number 24. So this looks to be Moreno's ending, and he's a pitch away from getting out of it. Hopkins waits on deck. He's one for two on the night. Ott also one for two in the batter's box. Hit here could tie the game for the Renegades, or a gap shot could give him the lead. Runners take the leads. That's Deal and Matashek. Moreno coming set. 0-2 pitch, two outs to Ott. That misses up and in, and Ott takes for ball one. So fifth batter of the inning for the Renegades here in the sixth. They've only gone three up, three down, two out of the six innings. And they put multiple base runners on in the other four. They just haven't been able to get a hit with runners in scoring position. Their only hit with a runner in second or third came with a uh, ball that didn't leave the infield, a bunt single. So one-two pitch now to Ott from Moreno. It's grounded weekly third base side. Johnson comes in, and he'll just put the tag on Matashek, who had no choice but to run right into him. And that will end the inning as Moreno gets out of the two-out jam and completes his sixth inning of work. To the bottom half of the inning we go. One-nothing lead for the Outlaws. Malty coming back out when we return on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. 
running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Top of the order for the Outlaws here in the bottom of the sixth inning. They lead this one one to nothing after taking the lead on a Carson Johnson RBI single with two outs in the fifth. So now it'll be Bressler, Riccio, and Machuca. First pitch to Bressler misses 1-0. Malpe looking to rebound after giving up a run last inning to put the Joplin Outlaws the first on the scoreboard. Smallpe into the lineup, the 1-0 to Bressler. Cold strike on the inside corner, now 1-1. So Renegade slowly running out of opportunities. They'll have just three more trips to the plate, and although they're out hitting the Outlaws 7-3, A.J. Moreno keeps getting out of jams to keep them scoreless. 1-1 to Bressler. Is swung on a miss as Malpe blows it by him. Now 1-2. Renegade's bullpen dead silence. This, I would assume, will be Malpe's game as long as they can take him. But for the Outlaws, some double barrel action. Just one throwing now, but a moment ago they had two up. Now it's just that lefty. We'll see if he comes out for the seventh. 1-2 pitch. Didn't miss by much, and Malpe does not get the call. It's now 2-2 two two as Bressler stays alive to see another pitch in this at-bat. Perfectly executed pitch by Maltby there. It didn't go his way, but I like to see him go right back to it. 2-2 two, two pitch, fouled off right side, so we'll do it again. For the Outlaws starter Moreno, he has thrown six shutout innings, but he's given up seven hits and nine walks, so he's had to work quite a bit. Would be interesting to see if we see him again for the seventh or go to the bullpen. 2-2 two, two pitch coming to Bressler back up the middle. That's through the legs of Malpe and into center field for a base hit. Bressler's got his first hit of the night and makes a big turn but holds it first with a no-out single here to start the bottom of the sixth inning. I'd like to see how Malpe uh, reacts here. Last time base runner got on, it didn't end up well for him as the run was scratched across, across for the outlaw. So I'd like to see him rebound here and really lock in to... Uh, prevent another run from going across, give the Renegades a chance to tie the game with just one swing of the bat. Now stepping in will be the number two hitter, Joe Riccio. He's got a strikeout and a flyout. Malpe looking to put him away as growing at first holds on Bressler. First pitch to him, a called strike at the knees, 0-1. Malpe just giving up one run through five innings. Is also struck out four. Single just a moment ago to Bressler. Only the fourth hit he's given up just hasn't got the offensive support so far tonight. Although still three more innings, nine outs for the Renegades to try and push at least one across. 0-1 pitch now coming from Maltby. That's going to hit the bat. Nope, it actually hit the arm of Riccio, and he's going to head on down to first base on a hit-by-pitch. And now two on with nobody out. Trouble of ruin for Maltby and the Renegades here in the sixth inning. That is a uh, weird play. The sound it made, it sounded like it hit off the end of the bat, a foul ball, but hit the uh, elbow guard of the batter and... Runner on first and second, and like you said, Malpe's going to have to really work to uh, get out of this inning here. Well, all of a sudden, very quickly, an arm is emerging in the Renegades bullpen, number 21. I believe that may be Xander Lovin, 
Don't, I believe it is. We've had so many changes. Don't have the updated blue jersey roster, but I believe that may be him. I can double-check in just a moment. Now first and second, nobody out, and Gorling playing in at the corner. I think he's expecting bunt here from Machuca with the Outlaws trying to add to a one nothing lead. Here's Malpe's pitch. Machuca not showing bunt, takes a call strike. 0-1 on the number three hitter, who's 0-2 with a strikeout and a ground out. This inning started with a single to center field until a hit by pitch against Riccio has put two on with nobody out. Looking at it, yep, number 21, Xander Lovin is warming up in the bullpen for the Renegades. That is who it is. As Maltby running into a little bit of trouble here in the bottom of the six. Here's his 0-1 delivery. Bunt is shown, but then pulled back as that misses upstairs. Now, 1-1 one one on the number three hitter, Machuca, as Gorling came crashing in. I think Joplin recognized that this could be a gigantic momentum swing if they bunt these two runners over and score them both. I mean, with how this this pitching has been for the Outlaws tonight, a 3 nothing lead would feel like 8 to nothing. I'm sure, for Jefferson City. You're absolutely right about that, but I trust him Malpe to possibly get a double play here if he doesn't bunt it. 1-1 pitch hit in the air, right center field very well. Both the right fielder and Forte going after it. They will run out of room, and that's a three-run home run for Jacob Achuca, and the Outlaws now lead this one 4 to nothing with no outs in the six. Machuca hits that one to about the deepest part of the yard, and neither Luther or Forte was running that one down. And that'll be a nice souvenir for Machuca when he gets that one back, as this crowd goes wild as the right fielder stomps on home plate as he obliterates a baseball into the grass out there at right center field. You're right about that. Machuca was sitting on that pitch and absolutely smoked it deep in the center field. Pitching coach comes out to talk to Malpe to try to settle him down because the crowd is buzzing right now. Pretty good turnout here at Joe Becker Stadium, and as soon as that one got over the wall in right center field, this place erupted, and the Renegades are now going to have to do some major work chilling this one 4 to nothing, and nobody out in the bottom of the sixth inning. Xander Lovin just started warming a moment ago, and now Renegades starting to settle down Malpe, who... Trying to get the Renegades through six innings here. He's been magnificent all season, but he's also been asking to do a lot here in this last week and just made a mistake pitch right there to Machuca. Absolutely. He's been brilliant in this game. Uh, the score, you know, it's just one swing of the bat. Besides that, he has been absolutely on fire and all season been the Renegades' go-to guy. So hopefully we can get out of this inning here. And uh, I'd say the good news for the Renegades, plenty of base runners tonight. They just got to start scratching them across. So... While four runs seems a lot right now, it could get a lot closer with a couple key hits later in this game. Max Bruff looks at a ball, so now 1-0. Yeah, five innings so far for Malpe on the stat line does not do justice to his actual line. He has pitched so much better than that tonight. Just made the one mistake. 1-0 pitch, misses low to Bruff. Now 2-0. Can't imagine if Malpe loses Bruff and then maybe Campbell to follow that would see him for too much longer, especially with Love and Warming in the pen, running gauge right-hander. Nobody on and no out here in the bottom of the six. The next pitch outside is Malpe. really has not been particularly close to Bruff here on this at bat. Going to have to come back here as it's now 3-0 on the DH and cleanup hitter for the Outlaws. Looks like some fatigue setting in for Malpe. He pitched so many pitches uh, last last week in Sedalia and already quite a few tonight. So 3-0 pitch outside and that's a four pitch walk to Muff, excuse me, to Bruff and that'll put a runner on first base. A four straight have reached here for Joplin in this inning and that'll put another base runner on with nobody out here in the sixth we'll see what Campbell can do stepping in over two with two ground outs to second they take another one right now as it would give the Renegades two outs here needing to retire just somebody here now trailing four to nothing 
So Campbell into the box, right-hander with Bruff, who just walked down at first base, going, holding him on. First pitch to him is fouled off the mask of Fuller. That makes it no balls and a strike. Looking ahead to the top of the seventh for the Renegades, who will now be trailing 4 to nothing at the very least. It'll be 9-1-2, Hopkins, Forte, and Wagner. Each of them have done some damage tonight. Hopkins 1 for 2, Forte 3 for 3, and Wagner 0 for 2, but does have a walk. Just would have to think how much different this game would be right now had the Renegades capitalized on the bases loaded, nobody out in the third. It's maybe still the outlaws score four, but the Renegades at least would have themselves in a better spot right now. Absolutely. That was a key turning point in the game, and the Renegades got to really rally here and almost drain that out of their mind. I think that might be sticking in the batters' minds, um, especially the three that couldn't push a run across. I think they got to drain that out here and understand that Four runs down uh, for your season to be over, so they got to scratch them across. 1-1 one, one pitch coming to Campbell. It's grounded slowly left side, but that's foul. So now 1-2 and two on the number five hitter and first baseman. Tell you what, for Machuca, we've, we've been to some good ballparks with pretty good crowds. That's one of the louder ballparks we've been in so far this season when that one cleared the wall because there's a pretty good turnout here tonight. And I was in St. Joe, and that wasn't at full capacity. Maybe that one gets louder, and there's been some loud moments for the Renegades when they walked it off, but this place interrupted when that three home run carried over the wall absolutely the outlaws they're ready for a championship appearance and uh the crowd showed up tonight in full force and i have no doubt in my mind if the renegades can come back and win this game vivian field will be popping on thursday night one ball two straight count nobody out runner on first campbell grounded left side hopkins is gonna have a long throw he'll actually go to second and it is just in time to get rough and one heck of a decision there by hopkins he only really had one play and now it's the second and he gets the force out call as Ott kept the foot on the bag. And Bruff is retired. That call certainly went the Renegades' way. The crowd did not like it. Absolutely. It looked like he was there early, but the umpire's got the right in front of him, the on-field call, and he called him out. And you're right, Hopkins deep in the hole had one play. He wouldn't have been able to make that throw to first base in time. So Hopkins saves the day, at least for now, from the Outlaws getting another base runner on and putting two on with nobody out. Now just one on and one out, and Davis stepping in two for two. Through the first two outs of the fifth inning, he had the only two hits so far for the Outlaws as he's now behind 0-1 on Malpe. Since Chopin has really started to turn the tie, they're now up to five hits and lead this one four to nothing thanks to one in the fifth, three in the sixth. And Xander Lovin still warming in the bullpen, although another right-handed arm has war has joined him. That's a single-digit number. Can't tell exactly who it is. 0-1 count. Here comes Malpe's delivery. That skips in there and gets past the glove of Fuller, so Campbell will move on up to second base. That one skipped away and took a high hop near the backstop. And now a runner in scoring position. Still only one out in the inning for the Outlaws, who look to continue to add on here to what is a 4-0 lead. So Tyler Davis back into the box. He's in a one ball, one strike count with one out. Renegades have been kept off the scoreboard despite having seven hits. Pitching has been really good for most of the night out of Renegades. Starter Brady Malpe who shakes off the 1-1 sign from Fuller. Now comes Seti. He's got one he likes. Back into the box is the right-hander Davis. Quick check of the runner. Campbell, here's the next pitch. Swung on a missed as out in front of that one was Davis. He's now behind one ball and two strikes. Davis upset with himself right now. The swing on that pitch outside, so... Maybe Malpe goes again back outside to see if he can get him to chase to get another out here in the sixth inning. One ball, two strikes, and one out in the bottom of the sixth. Malpe looking to retire out number two. Quick check of Campbell at second. One-two pitch. Just misses high and away. And now we're even two and two on Davis, who's got two singles and a run scored. 
What are the other big turning points I think in this game was the balk that moved Davis up to second base last inning because like you said, if that doesn't happen, Joplin doesn't score in the fifth. Absolutely. that, And that's just a freak play. You know, he doesn't mean to balk and he didn't drop the ball or anything. That's just a baseball play that ended up coming back and really hurting the Renegades. 2-2 pitch was fouled off by Davis, so we'll do it again. Matt Woodmancy waits on deck. You mentioned a moment ago, Joplin was looking for a championship appearance. Last year was the first time in their history that they had hosted a playoff game now hosting their second here this year and potential for more if they advance. But the Renegades and their fans would love to show out on Thursday night if the Renegades can advance. That would be the first time that the Renegades would host a playoff game. So two balls, two strikes, and one out. Here's the pitch to Davis upstairs, and Malpe is running full here with one out in the sixth. I believe that is number five, White Fisher, warming up with Xander uh, Levin in the bullpen. Well, both have been warming some for quite some time now, so imperative here for Malpe's chances to stay in this one that he get Davis right here, right now. Already runner on second, and Campbell one out, and three already in in the inning as Davis calls time before the full count pitch, and Malpe will step off the step off the mound and regroup. Certainly the longest inning we've seen so far tonight as this is the sixth battle to come to the plate, and five of them have reached. So 3-2 count, Malpe quickly checks Campbell here as his delivery. Davis is grounded weakly left side. Runner will have to hold. Third baseman Deal comes in. His throw to first is in time. And better yet, the runner Campbell stays at second base. And that's a big out number two for Malpe, who looks to keep the outlaws from adding any more than the four that they've already got. Good job by Deal there. As he collected that ball, he gave a quick look to the runner at second just to know that he will throw him out at second and then to fire it over to first base. Perfect execution by the third baseman Deal. So if the Outlaws want to add any more here in the sixth, it'll be up to a two-out knock for Matt Woodmancy. Who steps in? He's got two pop-outs, one to second base and one to third. Into the box now. Malpe comes set here. Just first pitch to him. Fouled off as he was hacking there. Now 0-1-1. Seventh batter to come to the plate this inning for the Outlaws. And Malpe looking to end it right here. I would guess that this is, if he gets Woodmancy right here and finishes the inning, that'll probably be it for Malpe on the night. And if he lets him reach... Renegades head coach Mike Devia might come get him and go to one of the bullpen arms. We'll see, though. Malpe overall has pitched really well tonight. Just the one pitch to Machuca for the three-run blast really changed how this final line is going to work. Here comes the 0-1 pitch to Woodmancy. He takes it, and that's a call strike 0-2. Malpe ahead now. No balls and two strikes. Looking for strikeout number five on his start tonight. Runner at second. Campbell reached on a fielder's choice. A bang-bang play where Hopkins got the out at second. That allowed Campbell to reach at first. Now that's where he stands in scoring position with two outs here in the sixth. No balls, two strikes, and two outs. Malpe looking to put away Woodmancy. Quick check to second. Now here's the pitch. It's upstairs, and we'll have to wait one more as Malpe misses to make it 1-2 on Woodmancy. That's the uh, that's the funny thing about baseball is that one mistake can really change the game with one swing of the bat, and the batter took advantage of Malpe's mistake, but really he's been on fire tonight and did a great job of keeping the Renegades scoreless until the past two innings one ball two strike count here's the next delivery to it mancy misses low a nice stop there by four to keep it in front of him so now we're at two balls and two strikes to the outfielder for joplin still a lefty warming up for the Allies. he's been throwing pretty much i mean probably for the past 20 minutes or so with considering the fact he got up in the top half of the inning and then has been throwing the entirety of this long bottom of the sixth don't know if we'll see him or moreno come out for the seventh Malpe in a two-ball, two-strike count, two outs, and a runner on. Here's the pitch, swung on, grounded back to Malpe, but it goes through his legs. Hopkins comes in, he's up with it, throw to first. It is just in time to get the hustling Woodmancy. 
and he is retired for out number three as Hopkins once again shows off the glove. But the Outlaws do some damage against the Renegades here in the sixth. They push across three thanks to Jacob Machuca's three-run blast, and we'll head to the seventh inning. Renegades show this one four to nothing on the Show Me Sports Network. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give Walk-Off Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Work to do for the Renegades as we head to the top of the seventh inning as they chill this one four to nothing on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel, thanks for spending your Tuesday night with us, and hopefully it's a fun rest of that night, and the Renegades can rally here facing new pitcher Adrian Rangel as he gives way after A.J. Moreno goes a really solid six innings, strikeouts, th struck out three, walks just two, gave up seven hits, but was especially good with runners on base as he held the Renegades to a grand old donut in the score column, and now gives way to the lefty and to face the number nine hitter, Taylor Hopkins, to start the seventh. Adrian Rangel has just short of amazing numbers with five appearances, 22 and two-thirds innings, and a 3-1-8 ERA. So Renegades are going to have their hands full here with Rangel looking to be able to go multiple innings and do some really solid stuff. First pitch to Hopkins, a call at strike 0-1. Winner of this game between the Renegades and the Outlaws will move on to the championship series starting Thursday night. 0-1 pitch to Hopkins, called strike now quickly 0-2. Renegades are going to have to work if they want to get to that championship game it'll be against either Clorinda or St. Joseph get you that score update in just a moment Rangel into his 0-2 pitch it swung on a miss as good morning good afternoon and good night from Hopkins as Rangel gets him down swinging and the Renegades one of their best hitters unable to do anything against Rangel and not much you can even say there for Hopkins because that is some overwhelming stuff out of the left-hander's arm you can't really even blame 
anyone. I certainly am not making contact with that. Absolutely not. He uh, executed every pitch with the off-speed right in the spot that I know he wanted it. And that fastball jumps off the page a little bit. So an uptick in fastball can might give these Renegades some trouble before they can make an adjustment to it. Forte now into the batter's box. He's 3-for-3 three three with three singles. And he gets down to the last eight outs of the season if they can't score four runs. Swing and a miss by Forte as he's out in front of that pitch, 0-1. Score update in St. Joseph. They lead 5-1 to one over the A's in the bottom of the sixth inning. So just a tick behind the Renegades in the inning column. Next pitch, line to left, but that's foul now. 0-2 on Forte as five straight strikes to start the inning by Rangel. So still long ways to go, but if both scores hold, your Mink League Championship game will consist of the Mustangs and the Outlaws. Hopefully the Renegades can change that with a comeback here starting in the seventh. No balls and two strikes to Forte. Here's the next pitch. Line to left. That is into left field for extra bases. Forte pushes it down the line. He's headed to second base. Is over to get his what Mancy. Forte is in there standing. He's got a one-out double. He's now four for four. What a day at the plate for Adonis Forte. Looking to help the Renegades rally here with one out in the seventh inning. I'm just not shocked anymore about Forte's ability to spread it to all parts of the field. He starts this offense. He has all season, posting a 257 batting average and a 395 on base percentage. Adonis Forte was a huge gift for the Renegades this whole season, and he's proven it once again 4 for 4 tonight. Well, just snuck that one down the left field line past the diving glove of Johnson, then in with enough speed to easily get to second base. That's where he stands. First pitch to Wagner, snapped in there, a uh, strike 0 1. Ryan Gelson's coming into the game, has not thrown a ball yet. Three strikes and a strikeout to Hopkins. Three strikes, a base hit to Forte. The third pitch where Forte swung and hit into left, and now ahead 0-1 to Wagner. Here's the next pitch to him. That one does miss inside. That's the first one the lefty has delivered that has not found the zone. Now 1-1 on Wagner. Just a 4-0 deficit for the Renegades. So you just string a couple together and find ourselves right back in it. Renegades were down 4-0 after 6 against Sedalia last week and came back and tied it 4-4. So one ball, one strike to Wagner. Next pitch, swung on a miss. Now one and two on Wagner. Actually pretty similar situation. Down 4 nothing after six. And it was the top of the order that started the rally for the Renegades. Scored two in the seventh, two in the eighth. And actually came back to tie it at four. They did go on to lose that game, but at least showed some fight. And they're going to need that same fight here down to their season lives. One ball, two strike pitch to Wagner. Grounded left side. Shortstop wrestler in a long hole. Throws across the first. It is going to be offline. It gets away. Forte now coming to the plate. He's in there. And everyone is safe. Renegades on the board. One to nothing. And Wagner, I think he would have been safe anyway because that throw was just a little bit offline. But now Forte scores. It's four to one. And the tying run now on deck for the Renegades with Wagner reaching. Perfect response by the Renegades here to just chip away at this lead. You're not going to get four back in one swing, especially with how the Renegades have batted with the bases loaded, it seems, all year. But perfect job by Wagner to put the ball in play and, you know, put it in the outlaws' hands to make an out. They made a mistake, and Forte, on point, um, made him pay for it, scratching a run across. So hopefully Reether can keep the line going. So it looks like the ruling on that last play is here's the first pitch to Reether. Misses low, a ball 1-0. It'll be an infield single for Wagner. So that's the ninth hit of the game for the Renegades. But then the E6 on the throw by Bressler allowed Forte to score. So no RBI for Wagner, but a hit for him. He's now been on base twice tonight in the Renegades. Now up to nine hits. That's the first error made by either side. 1-0 pitch to Reether. Misses inside. So now 2-0 with the tying run on deck for the Renegades. And Jack Matashek, we know the power that he has. Now let's just see if Reether can reach to bring him to the plate as the tying run. Joplin, as you would expect, just taking no chances tonight. Already have two more arms warming up in the pin. 
2-0 pitch coming to Reether. He will look outside. It's now 3-0 and on Reether. And I don't know about you, but I think especially with the tying run on deck, I am only swinging here if it is dead red center cut. Outside of that, I'm looking and trying to reach base here and bring Matashek up as the tying run. Absolutely. The way Matashek's been swinging the bat, too, I think that has to play into Reether's mindset. 3-0 pitch coming to Reether. He will look at it as that one a call strike right in the middle of the zone. So I guess he was taken all the way in a 3-0 count. Plenty of room to work with on the right side of the infield. Syracuse a couple steps more up the middle, and the first baseman Campbell is holding Wagner on at first base. So Rangel comes set, three balls and a strike, one out here in the top of the seventh. Here's his pitch to Reether. It's hit in the air after left center field. Davis coming in on the run, now betting back. It's over his head and to the wall on his way to second is Reether. Wagner to third. They will hold him there, taking no chances with only one out. That's a double for Reether and two in scoring position for the Renegades and the tying run coming to the plate. And tying run being Jack Matashak, who has been hammering the ball lately. I said it in Chillicothe. He's been seeing a watermelon being thrown from the pitcher about this last week. So this is shaping up for possibly a huge Renegades inning to get him really back into this game. Well, not a good route by the center fielder Davis, who initially came in moving to his right and then went back out and got over his head and one hopped up against the wall. Otherwise, if he takes a better route just going out at first, that may be a catch as he's got good speed. But once it got over his head, that means second and third. Maybe with two outs, you potentially send Wagner there, but no reason to risk it with one out. But now a base hit and good speed at second could make this a 4-3 ball game, put the Renegades right back in it. So biggest at-bat potentially of the season coming up for Manischek. Top of the seventh inning, Renegades show 4-1 with one out. Here's the pitch to him. Swung on a miss. He was late 0-1. Renegades now up to 10 hits. They have doubled the outlaws, but trail this thing by three, four to one. Three hits in the inning. A double, a single, then another double. One run already in and two more on base. Here's the pitch to Matashek. He'll swing ground to right side, 0 and 2. Really need Matashek at the very least to put his ball in play here and score Wagner. The infield is back, so the run is being conceded. But if you can cut it in half, four to two with six outs to go, you're blooping a blast away. A single here would be even better to make it a one-run game, but if you can put a ball in play and score Wagner, you really feel good. Absolutely. Renegade's got to do some situational hitting here. Has They already had the bases loaded with uh, no outs and couldn't scratch one across, so I like your point. Matashek got to put the ball in play here. 0-2 pitch swung on and just fouled off. Matashek, man, he did not make a whole lot of contact, but it was off the end of the bat. It keeps him alive 0-2. I mean, that one, he almost took that out of the glove of Riccio. So we'll do the 0-2 pitch once again. Pretty much everyone in normal spots. First baseman Campbell may be playing a little over towards the first baseline with the lefty hitter. Matashek could pull one down that line, would easily score two and put the tying run in scoring position. All right, Gale comes set, lefty working from the far part of the rubber. Here it is 0-2 to Matashek, swung on a miss on a pitch in the dirt as he goes down on strike for the second time tonight. And a huge out number two for the Outlaws, who are just one more out away from stranding two in scoring position for the Renegades. Brand Gale using his off speed perfectly right there. He saw Matashak get out in front of it, throws it again, barely tips it off, and then he'll go right back to it and get a swing and a miss. Good job of pitching there and good execution. So Rangel just into the ball game in the seventh after Moreno went the first six, looking to get out number three and keep the Renegades from scoring any more than a run. Here's Luke Fuller, first pitch. Him skips in there, gets away. Here comes Wagner, and he is going to score. It's now four to two, moving up to third is Reether, and a huge wild pitch there because gets the job done with the Renegades now cutting the lead in half, four to two, and one more of those could make this four to three and a 1-0 count to Fuller. It's the importance of getting runners on third base, especially with some speed. They're almost guaranteed to score. All these meek league ballparks at these deep backstops. It's 
no favorable bounces for these guys in these uh, Mink League ballparks all over Iowa and Missouri. So, again, another runner on third. Just need one more. Scratch another one across. 1-0-4. Swings grounded back up the middle. Syracuse arranging to his right. Long throw to first, but it is dug out by Campbell. What a play. As if that gets by, it's a 4-3 ball game. But for now, keeps the Owls in front on a beautiful pick by the drop on Owls first baseman. But the Renegades have cut the lead in half. They push across two to make it 4-2. to two. We'll stand and sing here at the ballpark, head into the bottom of the seventh inning. We'll be right back. Renegades and Owls on the Show Me Sports Network. We are state tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. River Oak Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Oak Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Oak Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about River Oak Christian Academy calling at 573-634-3983. Carson Johnson about to step in to lead off the bottom of the seventh inning for the Outlaws. As how big is that three-run home run by Jacob Machuca right now as the Renegades just scored two in the top half of the inning. But thanks to the three that the Joplin Outlaws scored in the sixth, the Renegades still trail this one 4-2, to two, although they have doubled up in the hits column 10-5. to five. And Malpe is out of the game, gives way to reliever Xander Lovin in to start to the bottom of the seventh inning against Johnson. First pitch grounded to second Ott on a ground ball. He's got it in the throw to first is in plenty of time to get Johnson. One pitch, one out for Lovin, who comes into the ball game and gets a good start to it. Yeah, Coach Mike going to one of his more formidable bullpen options this year. Xander Lovin, four Mink League appearances, eight and a third inning with a 4-3-2 RA. He's efficient. He's going to load up the zone and uh, trust his defense to get some out. So I'm excited to see Lovin probably pitch two innings tonight, I would assume. Syracuse into the box, second baseman for the Outlaws, number nine hitters, 0 for 2 with two ground outs. Facing a right-hander, Lovin just into the game. First pitch, Tua misses upstairs, a ball 1-0. So if that was it for Maltby on the night, which it was potentially it for him on the season, depending on how the Renegades fare, he goes six innings, strikes out four, walks one, gives up five hits and four runs. But that really not indicative of how good as he was. Is This one swung on a miss to make it 1-1 one -on, -one on Syracuse. Really the one mistake to Machuca. Otherwise, he was really dominant all night long, just gave up a couple base hits and there was the end of his line and showed why he was the Renegades ace all season long. Absolutely. He was absolutely electric tonight. You know, his slider was on point and like I said, when that's on point, 
he's just really unhittable and made one mistake, and hopefully the Renegades can come back into this game and win it and possibly give him a chance, like you mentioned earlier, coming out of the bullpen on a Saturday night championship run. But uh, Renegades got some work to do, and hopefully Loving can keep this game with just the Renegades being down two runs. Quick meeting at the mound, Fuller and Loving exchanging sides. Still right-handed warming up in the Renegades as well, taking no chances if Loving loses control. I believe you told me who that was last inning. Who's the other reliever up for the Renegades right now? I believe that is White Fisher up, and yep. it looks like there's also another one. I think that's Malpy cooling down. It's that pitch in there, a call strike, one and two to Syracuse. So I do see Malpy out there in the bullpen doing some stretches. I believe he's doing his cool-down routine. Now he's heading back to the dugout. Hopefully he'll get a chance to take a breather because he deserves it. So one ball and two strike now to Syracusa. Back into the box is the right-hander. One-two pitch. Swung on a miss as Lovin gets him to chase. And that's a strike number three as the second out of the inning recorded via the K. And Lovin's got his first strikeout on the night. Two up, two down for him here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Exactly what the Renegades needed out of the bullpen. I do see what you mean, though, now. There is a second reliever joining the Renegades right-hander out in the bullpen. Two right-handers now warming up, joining, like you said a moment ago, who I already can't remember who you just said is up uh, in the bullpen for the Renegades. Regardless, there's two up, but Lovin has been great here in the seventh. First pitch misses just low to the leadoff hitter, Bressler, who scored a run, went off with a single last inning. Looks like that's Wyatt Fisher and possibly Ian Nolf up in the pen. I see the long hair. Yep. Double-digit yep, number correct. 20. Yes. Yep. 1-0 pitch to Bressler, misses inside 2-0, so you're correct. Wide Fisher and Ian Nolf are warming. But Lovin has been really good here in the bottom of the seventh, gets a ground out and a strikeout. Now looking for just one more out if he can get Bressler here, who's 1-3 for three with a single and two ground outs. Sent us to the eighth with just a 4-2 deficit. And he gets normal spots on the infield. 2-0 pitch, grounded right side. Goring will wait on it. He's got it. He'll feed to the covering Lovin, and that is out number three. So nicely done by the Renegades reliever, who comes in and goes 3-3 down against 8-9-1 and one against the Outlaws order and keeps them at just a 4-2 lead. We'll head to the eighth inning. Renegades looking to rally to save their season. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Work to do for the Renegades as we sit in the top of the eighth inning 
at Joe Becker Stadium with the Renegades showing by a score of 4-2. to two. Looking to do some more damage against Adrian Rangel, who's out for a second inning of work. Renegades were able to push two across against him in the seventh, and now more work to do in the eighth. It'll be Goring, Deal, and Ant Hopkins to follow. And now the first pitch coming to the Renegades' first baseman. Goring is going to be a call strike at the knees to make things 0-1. Goring 0-3 so far tonight. Yeah, the middle of the Renegades' order here has to at least scratch one across. You'd hate to go into the bottom of the knife with most likely the Outlaws' closer coming in to uh, end the Renegade season. So I'd love to see at least a run across here, and hopefully the middle the lineup knows the urgency and gets after it. Next pitch to growing a beauty at college strike. So it's now 0-2 on Carter. We're in the stirrups like usual, right-handed batter. Here comes the 0-2 pitch to him. It's swung on, ripped to center field, and that's going to get down for a base hit in front of Davis. Going all over that 0-2 pitch and sends it into left center field, and the Renegades will once again bring the tying run to the play with Goring reaching with nobody out to start the eighth. Great at bat there to start the inning off. Absolutely, exactly what they needed to do and gives Deal a chance to advance him. They just got to do exactly what they did last inning. Pass the line on, pass the line on, and hopefully he'll also make some mistakes like the wild pitches last inning to uh, score some renegade runs. Deal walked his last time up, now steps in as the tying run. First pitch to a um, called strike, nabs the outside corner. 0-1, so he's 0-2 with a pop out, a ground out, and a walk. Now the renegades down to their last six out on the season if they can't come back from down 4-2 to two in this divisional round game against the Outlaws. Here's the 0-1 pitch to him. Swung on, hit out to shallow left field. It's sinking fast, but will it stay fair? It will not as that gets down and foul ground. It's not 0-2 on deal, although if that thing falls down, you're looking at potentially second and third with nobody out, at the very least first and third because Goring was on the move. Absolutely. He almost put it right in that middle section where the third baseman and the left fielder couldn't get it. Just went foul, but I like the approach from deal so far. He needs to be careful for Rangel's off speed. It's very, very good. No balls and two strikes on deal. Here comes the pitch to the lefty. Swung on a miss. He was out in front and needs just three pitches to retire. Deal, Rangel does, and he's retired for out number one. Colby Ott now about to step in with the Renegade chilling 4-2. to two. Although they have 11 hits, they just haven't had the big one with Leonard's in scoring position. Just five hits so far for the Outlaws, but the big one, a Machuca three-run blast that came in the sixth. Winner of this game advancing to the championship. First game on Thursday, and that'll be against the winner of Clorinda versus St. Joe. That game in the bottom of the seventh, St. Joe up 5-1. to one. So they need just six more outs to advance. Going lead off of first. Here's the next pitch to Odd. It misses outside 1-0 on Odd, who's had some really good at-bats so far tonight. Absolutely. It seems like he's putting it all together here throughout the whole season. He's had a lot of hard hit outs. Hopefully he doesn't hit into one of those right now, but he's get, making really good contact with the ball, and I like what I'm seeing tonight. Left-hander Rangel, here comes the 1-0 to Ott, hit well to left center field, going back as the left fielder with Mancy. He shows up and makes the catch on the track for out number two. How many of those is Colby Ott going to hit as that one? His hit well, but just about a step or two in front of the track where Mancy makes the catch and a long, loud out number two here in the eighth. You just have to smile and shake your head with a hit like that. I mean, absolutely smoked the ball. The left fielder made very good track on the ball and made the catch, but Colby Ott has been hammering the ball. They just happen to be most of the time out. Tell you what, I thought off the bat we may be looking at a 4-4 ball game, but just just missed getting that one out of here. So first pitch to Hopkins now misses outside, 1-0. One out left in the eighth inning. Renegades trailing just 4-2, to two, tying run at the plate in Hopkins. After this, we'll go back to the top of the order who got things going last inning when the Renegades put their two runs on the scoreboard. Going off the first base, Rangel looks right at him. Now here's the next pitch to Hopkins. Flown right side foul. That gets out of play. It's now 1-1 one on, one on the Renegades shortstop. That's all season's 
Wyatt Fisher and Ian Olf are still out there in the bullpen. But with how good Xander Lovin was in the seventh, I would guess we maybe see him again in the eighth. Hopkins back in the box. Now it's one ball and a one-strike count. This one skips in there. Goring's going to go to second base as Riccio takes a second to find it. So it's now a two and one on Hopkins and Goring in scoring position. Like you said, like to go into the bottom of the ninth or top of the ninth, chilling by one run or less if you could. And now a hit here by Hopkins could do that. Good awareness by Gorling right there. That ball didn't sneak away from the catcher, Riccio, too bad. But uh, Gorling knew he had the shot to get to second and took it. So two balls, one strike on Hopkins, two outs in the top of the eighth. Renegade trail 4-2. Next pitch misses low. Good block behind the plate by Riccio, and it's now a 3-1 count. And if Hopkins can reach here as the tying run on base, you bring up four for four hitter Adonis Forte who waits on deck. Boy, Forte's been swinging the bat. Rangel might walk him to load the bases, to be honest with you. He is absolutely crushing the ball. Hopefully we get a shot to see him this inning. 3-1 on Hopkins. Swung on a miss as he was out in front of what looked to be a curveball and a perfect one there by Rangel as he gets Hopkins out in front of it. And I think Riccio thought that that was, I don't know, Gorling just took third base. I didn't see it. Did you see what happened right I there? I saw Gorling thought that was strike three, jogging to third base. The catcher seemed confused, too, and fires her down just a second late. Gorling with a big smile. Maybe the easiest stolen base he's ever had, but probably the most risky. He was almost gunned out of third. So three balls and two strikes now to Hopkins. Runner on third base, two outs. Here's the pitch. It misses low, and the Renegades have him on the corners with two outs, and Adonis Forte coming to the plate. And this may be the end of the line for Rangel. Another lefty already warming in the bullpen for the Outlaws. You just mentioned a moment ago this inning also almost ended, but Goring able to swipe third, other runner at first base, and Hopkins, he's the tying run. This looks like it may just be a meeting at the mound with Adonis Forte, who's four for four, the go-ahead run coming to the plate for the Renegades. Looks like they're talking here probably about a Adonis bunt bunt attempt, I would assume, and with two outs, it's pretty self-explanatory just to go to first, so I assume that they're having a meeting on the mound talking about bunt situations and what exactly to do with the runners on the base path here. And Adonis has put it together tonight an incredible resume. I, they might be talking about an intentional walk, to be honest with you. I would not be surprised if they did that the way Adonis Forte has been swinging the bat tonight. Well, I would usually completely agree with you, but it would be some kind of risky move to move the tying run up to second base. But if the way Forte is swinging the bat, the fact that that's even put into question, like you mentioned, is wild. So hopefully he can make it 5 for 5, either get one of the outfield to make it 4-3 or find a gap to make it 4-4. Better yet, put one over the wall for a third blast of the season and put the Renegades out in front for the first time all night. So Rangel needs one more out to complete two full innings of work. Decent lead for Hopkins off of first. And here's the first pitch. The Forte skips in there and one heck of a block by Riccio because if that kicks away, it's 4-3. Yeah, Rangel... We saw how well the starter Moreno did with runners in scoring position really locking down. Rangel, we'll have to see if he has that same clutch gene in him. So one ball and no strikes on Forte. Lefty-lefty matchup, but he's already gotten Rangel for a double. That came last inning. Forte also scored, or scored a run. Here's the 1-0 pitch to him. He looks at it, and that's going to miss low 2-0. That pitch a little bit closer, but does not get the call. And now Forte may see a pitch to hit here in a 2-0 count. Good off-speed pitch right there by Rangel. Forte did a great job holding off as it was just right under the knees. Hopkins off of first, going off of third. Here's the 2-0 pitch, but a throw over to first, and Hopkins back in with a head-first dive. He's trying to get a good lead in case the ball gets hit in the gap here, but, I mean, he's he's teetering the line right there between, I mean, the, he was back in safely, but he's got the lefty looking right at him, and he's got a pretty good lead, so he can't, 
he can't make a false move whatsoever. 2-0 pitch to Forte. Misses inside. Now 3-0 on Adonis Forte with Cole Wagner waiting on deck for the Renegades and two outs in the eighth. Renegades trail 4-2. I'm going to assume here Adonis probably won't get a pitch to drive. I'm assuming Rangel's going to pitch him away and try to get a swing and miss if I had to make a bet the way Adonis is swinging the bat. Three balls, no strikes. Here's the pitch to him. Called strike three and one to keep the at-bat alive with two outs here in the eighth. If Adonis can reach, he would load the bases and push the tying run into scoring position for Cole Wagner, who waits on deck. He's already been on base twice tonight with a hit and a walk, but Forte's got to get on base and get it to him. Rangel comes set. Clicks look over to Hopkins. Here's the pitch. That one also a called strike. Good off speed pitch there. And now the biggest pitch of the game coming up. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs in the two-run game in the eighth. You feel the momentum possibly swinging big the Renegades way if Adonis can get on here. Needs to be careful with that off-speed and not get out in front of it. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs. Forte, a couple swings of the bat. Now Rangel comes set. Here we go. Hopkins will be going. Next pitch hit in the air to center. Going back on it is Davis now on his horse, but he's got it sized up, and he will make the catch. He falls down, but he hung on to the ball and now does a couple push-ups to celebrate. And Forte is retired for the first time tonight to end the inning and keep the Renegades trailing 4-2. to two. So we'll head to the bottom of the eighth inning. Renegades looking to keep this thing where it's at. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The -the state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business xander loving back out for the bottom of the eighth inning renegade show this one four to two as when they come to the plate in the ninth they'll be down to their last three outs on the season but they've shown an ability to rally throughout and hopefully we can see one more out of them to push things even or send us into an extra inning affair. But it's going to take love in keeping things put right here at 4-2, to two, and he's going to face the middle of the order, 2-3-4. First pitch to Riccio, fouled off 0-1. I'm going to assume here Lovin's leash is probably very, very short with pitchers still warming in the bullpen. Riddigates know they got to keep it just at two runs here to have a chance in the ninth, so... Hopefully Lovin can get out of this inning, but I would assume one or two base runners and they're going back to the pin. Lovin went three up, three down in the seventh. Got a strikeout of Syracuse. Now will face two, three, four, Ricky Omachuka and Bruff. Next pitch popped up left side without on a play. So he is ahead 0-2 on Ricky O, who was hit by a pitch scored on the Machuca home run in the sixth inning. 
Looking ahead to the top of the ninth for the Renegades, where they'll be down at least 4-2. to two. It'll be the middle of the order, so that's good news. Wagner, Reether, and Matishek, they did some of the damage in the seventh inning when the Renegades scored their two runs. Hopefully they've got one more big inning in, in, in them to keep the season alive. 0-2 pitch to the catcher. Riccio misses upstairs. Now 1-2. and two. In his first two at-bats, he struck out and flew out to center field. Bottom of the eighth inning, Ben Schmidt, Rice Creasel, bringing you tonight's Renegades coverage on the Show Me Sports Network. Winner moves on to the Mink League Championship Series starting on Thursday night. One-two pitch now to Riccio, swung on grounded foul into the Joplin dugout. And so we'll do the one-two pitch once again. This game was scoreless through the first four innings before the first run of the game came against starter Brady Malpe, an RBI single by Carson Johnson in the fifth. Three more added by the Outlaws in the sixth on a three-run Machuca blast. Renegades got on the scoreboard with two in the top of the seventh inning on a wild pitch. And a single and an error is the one-two pitch to Riccio. Will be swung on and missed by Love, and he gets the first out here in the eighth and his second strikeout of the game. So we still sit 4-2 to two in the bottom of the eighth inning. And really key here by Lovin to just keep it right here and then work through the running gauge. You're looking at just, just need to string a couple hits together with the season on the line. No pressure. Uh, that is true. You got the top of the lineup. A couple slashers and Wagner and Reether coming up and then the power bat of Matishak and Fuller. So I, I like where they stand as long as Lovin can keep it just down two runs here. Stepping in, it will be... Jacob Machuca, who had the big blow in the sixth inning, a three-run blast. First pitch, two of them just misses, one and oh. If this score holds, that'll end up being the difference and would send the Outlaws to the championship game and in all likelihood to face the St. Joseph Mustangs, who are still leading over the Clorinda A's. 1-0 pitch now coming from Levin to Machuca, also misses upstairs. So now it's two balls and a strike. At Mustangs, A's game is in the top of the eighth with the Mustangs up 5-1, to one, so they look to be in pretty good control there. Hopefully the Renegades will meet them starting Thursday, but it's going to take a ninth-inning comeback. Two balls and no strikes to Machuca. Max Bruff, the DH, waits on deck. Enfield a pretty much regular spots. Now the 2-0 misses upstairs, and now in danger of putting Machuca on for the second time in a row is Lovin. Like you said, I would guess his leash won't be too long. Asking the Renegades to come back from any more than just a couple runs. Already going to be tough enough as it looks like a closure is warming for the Outlaws, a lefty in the bullpen. Absolutely. Levin needs to execute here. 3-0 pitch coming. It's going to miss upstairs, and that's a four-pitch walk to Machuca. No pitches that at bad, particularly close, and a one-out base runner for the Outlaws. One out into the bottom of the eighth inning. Levin going to have to pitch from the stretch for the first time all night. Can't tell who that lefty is, but it looks to be a single-digit number. Don't know if that helps with the roster whatsoever, but I would assume he'll be on to close out the ninth and try and advance Joplin as Adrian Rangel has already thrown two innings, two high-stress innings for the Outlaws in relief of A.J. Moreno. Levin will step off and look the runner Machuca back to first base. Renegades so far have also only used two pitchers. Brady Malpe went the first six, and now Xander Love in the last inning and a third. Here's the first pitch to Bruff. A called strike there makes it 0-1-1. First pitch that... Loving his own fresh strike in the last five. I cannot tell that number either. I'm trying to look on the roster here, I thought maybe it was a number three, but yeah, well, there is a number three. That would be Justin Schrader, though. I don't believe oh, one it pitch. Is. That's going to go to the backstop. It takes a good hop, but not enough time to get Machuca, who will move up to second base. Now a runner in scoring position and a big one for the Outlaws with one out here in the bottom of the eighth inning and a 4-1 lead for Joplin. Only one out so far in this inning. Levin needs to be extra careful here to know how big that run is. That could be the run that 
puts the nail in the coffin on your season, per se, because three runs is a mountain to climb over. 1-1 pitch coming to Bruff. Doesn't miss by much, but it's called a ball. So now 2-1 and one on him. I believe that that trade are warming up out there because on the official Outlaws roster, that's the only single-digit left-handed pitcher, and Schrader's listed as a left-hander slash outfielder. So if I had to guess, that would be who is coming in to try and close it out. 2-1 to Bruff. That one goes to the backstop, and now going to third base will be Machuca, and now an insurance run, a big one for the Outlaws. 90 feet away and a 3-1 count to Bruff as this inning slowly starting to unravel for Lovin in Jefferson City. Look to be the pitching coach almost going out there now. Looks like head coach Mike Demuley is going to call for a play on the infield. He's bringing the infield in, and the Renegades are going to try and stop that runner on third, Machuca, from scoring. So everyone on the infield up north towards the infield grass, or turf, I should say. 3-1 pitch coming to Bruff, and it's fouled back. 3-2 it would be huge here if Lovin could get Bruff to swing and miss or strike three or get a slowly hit out that doesn't advance the runner or a pop-up. But anything other than that, making it 5-2 would be a whole lot to ask for. As what, it looks like still a pitcher warming. What makes me nervous is that Bruff has got to be expecting fastball here as it looks like Lovin cannot control his off speed as he's thrown two to the backstop. So I'm worried about a hit here by Bruff. 3-2 pitch, swung on and missed as he blew the fastball by him upstairs. And a huge out number two there as Bruff goes down on strikes for the second time tonight and a runner still at third base with two outs now in the eighth. Great job by Lovin there to rear back and put a little extra on that and have Bruff way behind that fastball even though I'm sure he was expecting it. So great job by Lovin there to respond and uh, one out away from sending the Renegades to the ninth, only down two. Campbell will step in the first baseman, reached on a fielder's choice last time up. Other than that, two ground outs. Lovin needed to get him out here for the third of the eighth and send us to the ninth. First pitch to him, a college strike. Good delivery there by Lovin. Is, I'm with you. It may just be a whole lot of fastballs from him from here on out, unless he maybe gets ahead 0-2, but even then you've got to worry about bouncing it again to the backstop and a runner on third. Levin looks like he's really starting to rear back knowing this is his final batter. 0-1 pitch. That's a curveball, and it didn't miss by much. That was probably the best one he's thrown just accuracy-wise and does not get the calls or misses up, so now 1-1 on Campbell. Still like that pitch that he has confidence to throw it. It also might get the batter timing off and rear back and throw another one of those fastballs in there for a strike. Infield is now back with two outs and a runner on third. That's fastball misses upstairs, so 2-1. and one. The infield came in in a 3-1 count to Bruff with a runner on third and one out, but then once Lovin got Bruff to swing and miss on back-to-back pitches and to get out number two, infield now back. Otz even standing one step into the outfield grass. So Campbell back in the box now, two balls and a strike. Here's the pitch. That one snaps in there off speed. It's now two balls and two strike. Lovin needing just one more strike now to send us to the ninth. Love the confidence by Lovin, although he's bounced two and put him to the backstop. Still having confidence and look like both of his off speed pitches. Good to have the batter here uneasy. I'd look for a fastball to try to blow it past him. Lovin comes set. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs. Pitch to Campbell, and it's fouled off, so we will stay put right here. Machuca still dancing off third base. He's trying his best to get in the head of the right-hander as an insurance run with the Outlaws leading this one 4-2 in the bottom of the eighth. So we'll do the one-ball, two-strike pitch once again. Excuse me, two-ball, two-strike pitch once again to Campbell with a runner on third base and two outs. Lovin comes set. Right-hander looks into the catcher fuller. Here's his pitch to Campbell, and it's upstairs, so we'll go full. You can afford to walk Campbell here, but Tyler Davis has seen the ball well tonight. He would wait on deck with runners on first and third if Lovin were to lose Campbell right here. And I don't think it would be a whole bad guess to say maybe if Lovin loses Campbell right here, you turn it to the bullpen to try and get one more out. 
I would say you're right. Just hoping for an out-of-bounds pitch here to the backstop. That would be detrimental to this Renegades club. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs. Here's the pitch. It's well to right center field. Going in on it is Forte. Wagner also coming in. He will make the catch and a big out number three. Well done by Xander Levin to escape trouble and keep the Renegades trailing by just two runs. To the top of the ninth inning we go. Renegades down to the last three outs on the season and closer coming in for the Outlaws. We'll be right back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere on the Show Me Sports New Lake Renegades show this one four to two. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society. Jefferson City Chapter 10. Doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Comeback necessity level 100 as the Renegades trail 4-2 heading to the top of the ninth inning. And imperative here that the Renegades push across too, otherwise their season is over. They would fall in the divisional round, and Joplin would advance to the championship series starting Thursday. But some hope for the Renegades as 2-3-4 in the lineup. Some of the biggest and best hitters in this Renegades batting order looking to get things done and get the Renegades back potentially in this ballgame. But they'll have to face the left-handed pitching closer, Justin Schrader, who will start his night against Cole Wagner. Justin Schrader, three appearance, Mink League appearances, Three and two-thirds innings with a 2-4-5 ERA. So not a lot of work, but uh, clearly a ninth inning closer that the Outlaws trust here. So Wagner in. He had a single in the seventh, scored on a wild pitch, also has a walk. Otherwise, he's 0-2. Lefty-lefty matchup, top of the ninth inning now. First pitch to him, swung on a miss as he was late. It's now 0-1 on the Renegades left fielder. Renegades scored two in the seventh. That was it as they trail this one 4-2, although they have 11 hits compared to just five by the Joplin Outlaws. Outlaws have also made one error, none for the Renegades. 0-1 pitch coming to Wagner. He will look at it in there, a strike. Good mixing and matching. And now ahead 0-2 is Schrader on Wagner. Schrader's loading up the zone right now. It doesn't seem like the intensity of the game is affecting him at all. Wagner needs to change it. Riccio wants to pitch high here. 0-2 pitch. It is high, and that misses a ball 1-2 and two on Wagner. Looking to start this ninth inning off right and bring the tying run to the plate for the Renegades. They've had the tying run to the plate in each of the last two innings, but just haven't got the big hit yet. 
Haven't got a hit with runners in scoring position. Actually just one, a bunch single. One-two pitch coming to Wagner. It is cold strike three on the outside corner. And a backwards K starts tonight. This perfect location there by Schrader. Gets Wagner down on strike for the second time tonight. I hope Reether watches out of bat and understands that he needs to be more aggressive here. Schrader is going to load up the zone. And this umpire, he's going to, I mean, he's had a good zone all night. So if anything's close, you got to swing the bat. I hope Reether understands that and gets a little bit more aggressive. Reether into the box now. Nobody on and one out. First pitch to him. Swung on foul to left side. 0-1-1. Reether so far tonight does have two hits, a single and a double. And now looks to bring the tying run to the plate and Matashek who waits on deck. Matashek had a home run last night. But Renegades, similar situation to the Bombers win last night, trailing by two. A solo home run by Reether wouldn't hurt the, the Outlaws. Excuse me. Next pitch upstairs now, one and one. Reether, a relatively new addition to the Renegades, just joined a team about a week ago and now batting with the season on the line. Elimination game, winner go home with both sides. And now a one ball, one strike pitch coming from the lefty closure Schrader. Here's his delivery to Reether. He'll swing, left it out to shallow left field. Going out as Johnson coming in is Woodmancy. Who wants it? Woodmancy calls and he can't make the catch as it was in foul ground. So it is a strike, but a big break there for the Renegades. That was very close to being out number two in the inning. Absolutely it was. It was about one foot away from an easy catch for the left fielder, but dropped right in front of him. Reether's got another shot to get on base here. I didn't even realize the worst part about all of this is that Machuca home run came in the sixth inning, so it gave everyone free tacos. And There you go. Take your free taco coupon here in Joplin, Missouri. That's happened now twice to us this season where we've left with free taco coupons. So Renegades now in the middle of a comeback attempt. Reether back into the box after the foul ball. Everybody set once again, pretty much everyone for the Outlaws, infield and outfield, playing in relatively normal positioning. No shifting being done. Reether lefty back into the box. He's behind one ball and two strikes. Here's the delivery. He will look outside as that one misses. So two balls and two strikes on Reether, who bats with nobody on and one out. Renegades have 11 hits, but just two runs to show for it. Left-hander Schrader back on the bump. He's got the sign from Riccio. He sets at the knees. One-two pitch, or excuse me, two-two pitch is fouled off. So he will stay put. And Reether showing some fight here in this at-bat, looking to help the Renegades keep their season alive. To give a little insight to the fans at home, Schrader has not thrown a pitch without his hat falling off. And it is uh, making me smile up here in the press box as Reether's fighting for the Renegades season. Two-two pitch to Reether. Misses low. Now three balls and two strikes to Reether. Looking to reach and bring the tying run to the plate. And the powerful Jack Matashek followed by Luke Fuller the next two spots in this Renegades elimination game. Coming set is Schrader. The crowd is into it. Three balls, two strikes, one out. Here's the pitch, and it's fouled off, so we'll have to do it all again. Crowd sensing the importance of this moment. Will it be out number two in the top of the ninth with the Renegades down two? Or will it be a base runner reaching in Reether and bringing the tying run to the plate? Crowd slowly starting to clap once again. Left-hander Schrader looks in. He's into his lineup. 3-2 pitch. It is swung on ground to right side, but it's foul again. And this long at bat and battle will continue between Reether and Schrader. Reether is doing an incredible job right now. Just fouling away pitches that he don't think he can drive. Hoping Schrader makes a mistake and walks him here, at least one center cut. Really like the approach right now, and I think he understands the bigness of this moment to where 
this could be the Renegade season right here. Fans at Joe Becker Stadium will trying to give their pitcher some support. Three balls, two strikes, one out. Here's the pitch. Retha will fly it. Shallow left field. Woodmancy coming in. Johnson going out. Who wants it again? It will be caught on the run by the shortstop wrestler who grabs that one just in fair territory on the run. And a big out number two is that's a fine grab by the Joplin Outlaw shortstop. And he loses the hat in the process because he was going all out to make the catch. I think if you look at a bright spot here, you do have Jack Matishak coming up to the plate. He's been the best Renegades hitter for about the last week and a half. So hopefully he can extend the line and give Fuller a chance, who's got a lot of power to tie this game up. And Matishak needs to do his job first and get on base. Schrader one out away. The Outlaws one out away from advancing to the Mink League Championship. Renegades down to their last gasp on the season. Matishak in. Here's the first pitch to him. He will look at a called strike. 0-1, and the crowd getting about as loud as it's been all night outside of maybe the Machuca home run, but they are trying to will this team to a championship series berth. Would be the first time that they have done that here in Joplin. No balls and a strike to Matishak. Here's the delivery. Swung on a miss. It ducks out of the zone. Blocked by Riccio, and it's now no balls and two strikes. Schrader has been in complete control for most of this inning outside of a couple pitches where Reether fouled things off. The crowd now is on its feet here at Joe Becker Stadium. No balls, two strikes, and two outs. The infield wants the crowd to get loud. Here's the pitch. Swung on a miss. It's shot by the catcher, but he will apply the tag, and that's out number three. And that is a Joplin Outlaws 4-2 win, the final score. And everyone will celebrate here at Joe Becker Stadium as they win in this divisional round game, and they take the South. They will advance to the championship series starting Thursday night. A valiant effort by the Renegades, but they come up just short. And now high fives all around here at the ballpark as that's your 4-2 final score. Great job by the Renegades there. I mean, they stayed in and fought till the end. They had an incredible run to the postseason and had a huge win last night. Nothing to be ashamed of. Braden Maltby was electric. One bad pitch is the difference in this game, and that's just baseball for you. The Renegades, great after tonight. You know, we'll go over the keys of the game after the break. But, uh, yeah, I, just no lack of effort, and a lot of good pieces came to play tonight. So, Well, we won't keep you too long. Got to get back to Jefferson City after the loss tonight. But the Renegade season does come to an end. Final record, 18-25. and 25. Meanwhile, the Outlaws move, Outlaws move to 24-20. and 20. They will move on to the championship game and in all likelihood be facing the St. Joseph Mustangs starting on Thursday night as the Mustangs lead 5-2 in the ninth. It's actually funny. The uh, championship website already has Mustangs Outlaws listed. Maybe they know something we don't. But regardless, Renegades fall to this one 4-2, although they out-hit the Outlaws by 11-5. Well, just one error made by Joplin, none made by the Renegades. Winning pitcher on the night, A.J. Moreno. He goes six strong, three strikeouts, two walks, and seven hits, but does not allow a run. And then Adrian Rangel and Justin Schrader combined for the hold and the save to go the last three games, giving up two runs, but they struck out five combined batters and gave up just four hits. Loser Brady Malpe, really not a fair loss put on his line, but he will take it after going six innings, strikes out four, gives up just four runs, all three, excuse me, three out of four coming on the three-run blast by Machuca, and then Lovin goes two scoreless innings final score renegades lose this one four to two looking back on this game i think the big thing is going to be the work done by aj moreno with runners in scoring position renegades just could not get the big hit off of him i totally agree with that statement i think you know you might look back to this game and say if that multi pitch doesn't go over the fence you know that was a difference i think the true difference is in the i believe it was third inning correct bases juiced zero outs and you don't scratch across a run get the ball in play 
that's just that's such a downpour because you, you know you guys are in the dugout getting pumped up, thinking runs are coming, zero outs, bases loaded, and nothing happens. I think that was the difference in this game, and it proves to uh, make the Renegade season fall short per se. Well, I do need to give a lot of credit to this squad because about this time a week ago they were reeling off six straight and took two against the Outlaws, one last night in the wild card game against the Bombers, and they showed a whole lot of fight here, not giving up until the final out. Don't want to say moral victories because all that matters tonight is the win. Nobody here is saying that it's a, would rather have had the moral victory than the win here tonight. But with the 11 hits and especially the base runners the Renegades put on in the 7th and 8th, they surely gave themselves a shot to come back here and now. Got headed to the offseason and regroup, but it was a fun season overall. I think you and I agree being at the uh, home ballpark every night and even a lot of road games as well. Fans showed out. Atmosphere at Vivian Field was great every night. And uh, I would say overall another really good season of Renegades baseball. Just your and my's first, but I think a good first season for us overall and a good season for the Renegades. Absolutely. The team deserves a lot of credit, but all the supporters, including host families and all those Renegades season ticket holders and just, you know, Jeff City fans and fans of the Renegades that show up, Huge appreciation of those. They make it what's fun, and uh, it's more in baseball, you know, if you really think about it, the way we get out in the community. And tough loss to end of the year, but uh, I know everybody will be excited to welcome Coach Mike back next year and look at the new Renegade squad and do all the fun things again. So Outlaws moving on to the championship. Renegades going home. They lose this one 4-2 here in Joplin. That's just about going to do it for Bryce and myself here tonight. I want to thank everyone for not only listening tonight, but for tuning in with me all season long and for Bryce joining the broadcast booth for about the last week or so. It's been so much fun and such a great learning experience all season long to really get to try and bring you coverage of Renegades baseball. So hope you enjoyed listening to myself, Bryce, Blake Gasway, Ashley Cartier at times both on the mic and sitting right behind us. And hope you enjoy your experience on this second season of the Show Me Sports Network and Renegades baseball. Any final thoughts for you, Bryce, before we let everyone go for the night? Absolutely not. You wrapped it up. We've had a great year. Last night's win was huge for the program, and they came close tonight. And uh, I know that this group is just building. I know you don't have the same team every year, but you start to develop a culture, and good things happen. So huge thanks to all the fans, and thanks to Blake Gasway for letting me get on the mic and talk to the Renegades fans for the past couple weeks. And I think that's about wrapped it up. Well, before we go, I want to also give a huge shout-out to all of our sponsors all season long, helping us get on the air. A couple of names, Doc and Norm Direct, getting us to all these road games safely, officially, and in style. Walk-Off Wood Bat Company, uh, the provider of all the Renegades runs with the wood bats that they provided. So many others had played a huge role in this Renegade season, so I want to thank them as well. But that's going to do it here for us tonight, for Bryce Creasel and myself, Ben Schmidt. Enjoy the off-season, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Hope to stay in contact with all of you. Don't be afraid to ever reach out to myself. You can find me on social media at Ben Schmidt. Take care, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, this Tuesday, July 26th. This has been exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. All right. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Renegades Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Renegades the best. Exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball has been brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Cartier. Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, 
Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hoslog Landscaping and Design. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. River Oak Christian Academy. Sawdust Studios. State Tech of Missouri. And Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.